0: Nine o'clock on a Saturday live from Chicago.
1: It's Saturday morning. It's the Murphin Fred show starring Mike Murphy, Fred Hubner, and featuring Erica Strasky. Now here's your host, Murphin
0: Fred.
2: Hey, how are you doing everybody Saturday morning? Hope you're off to a great great start. Fred, we got about 50 pounds to shove into the three-hour bag. Do you think we can do it? It's it's day one of
0: Oktoberfest. How can people not have a good day? Even in Germany, they're drinking their big beers. So uh, today's a perfect day. We, let's just ignore some of the sports with the Bears struggling and uh, the Cubs. Ooh, I don't know what that was. Can we put your T-shirt on uh, on TV right now? Yeah, it would be nice. CO11,
2: how do we do that? Are there cameras in here? Yeah. We can... Uh...
0: It's my Oktoberfest buckle down, uh, buckle down brewing Oktoberfest shirt from two years ago. So they've got their Oktoberfest today. I'll be heading out there afterwards.
2: The guy looks a little like you. He's uh, he got the lead, lead the leader the Yes, and
0: he's uh, tipping his uh, he's hat, doffing his hat, probably to uh, to a young Fraulein who gave him a beer. He's got his uh, cigar in his mouth. Yeah, I've gone away from that, but yeah. I, may, I may have to start. <laughs> <laughs> After what's been going on lately, I may have to start. Here's
2: a busy day lined up just for you. Steve Silverman, NFL Bears expert, 930 from Forbes.com. Everybody knows the Silverman.
0: Ah, Sylvie's been doing this for years. He's the original Sylvie. Yes, he is. He is. No, just- matter,
2: no matter what Mark says. Jesse Rogers. Uh, the little guy, he's been there. He's seen it all. He'll tell us about it from Wrigley Field. Dan Wieterer, which is a fun name to say. I like to say it real fast. Dan Wieterer.
0: There you go. Yeah.
2: Tribune Bears guy. He'll be chucking in around 11 o'clock. So we are jammed for you. A quick look at what happened yesterday as, Fred, uh, you were alluding yeah. to. Let's start with the good news. Uh, well, the White the Sox won. The White Sox. One. 10 to 1. Thank goodness they played a pit. The uh, (laughs)
0: you know, they played basically the American League Central's version of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm, They played the Detroit Tigers, the White Sox against the Tigers this year. They're hitting 335, 386, 528 with 20 Mm. homers and 88 RBIs. They win 10 to 1, and uh, Moncada, a homer, Jimenez, a homer, and Lord knows, somebody must have come down. Daniel Polka had three hits, <laughs> giving him five for the season. Now, you left out Dylan Cease. I did leave out Dylan now, Cease.
2: Cub fans are probably sink. Oh, I Fred, wants, you know, Merce, Cub fans have on. enough problems right now. I didn't want to bring out Jimenez and Cease. Well, that's exactly right. Dylan Cease, uh, six innings, one earned run. That's a quality start. Two walks, eight strikeouts, five hitter uh, through the six innings. And... Eloy a grand slam. Oh my God! Three now, more hits. Now sitting with 29 uh, homers, 75 ribeyes, in only Fred. Here's the key: 116 games. That'd yeah. be about 440 at bats. So you could call that what? Two thirds, three fourths of yeah. the year. Yeah, two thirds, whatever. That's not bad. So, Fed. Uh, so, not that you can just extrapolate. That's what we do, though. So you're looking at really in a you know regular season. You know days off here and there, but no two week three week injuries you're looking at uh, 444 at bats call it 666 at bats so you can do that pretty much in your head looking at about a 45 home run a year and uh, well over 100 rbis yeah he is in the running for rookie of the year yeah, i think he may have his
0: men he may have more yeah. i'm pretty sure he does have more opposite field home runs yeah. his power seems to be center and right mm-hmm. obviously he can pull the ball yeah. But he can go to center. He can go to right. He just stuck the bat out and hit a home run yesterday. That's what's nice. In Detroit, you got 330
2: down the line. Bases loaded. Grand slam. Well, tell Nick Castellanos that because uh, he had all the... See, he's He was the going office, to right center. Well, he's an up-the-middle guy. Yeah. You know, the more you watch Castellanos, and uh, we'll, we'll get back to the meat and potatoes here, but the more you watch this guy, you understand why he's so good.
0: When I saw him the other day come around home plate and score a run and yeah. skip to the dugout, yeah. I said, <laughs> "None of the
2: other Cubs are skipping. You should all be skipping, and maybe you get
0: the you know the Nick Castellanos excitement yeah. going." You know they're not going to sign him. I don't. I don't know who is, but I don't think they will.
2: How can they not? That's again. Well, they've give, got. They're going to have money. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. But they're not going to sign him. Oh, I don't on. know you, why. You just
0: charge an extra dollar at Gallagher Way. I mean, come on. You it's not even it. that.
2: Just, I don't know why, but they're not going to sign him. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. So, the White Sox, real quick, they have the uh, looks like the rookie of the year. They have uh, very possibly the batting champ, Tim Anderson. Yeah. 336 with a two for five last night, I believe. You don't realize, but Moncada is like fourth in the league. Well, and Moncada's. 314, fourth or fifth? And he's got 368 on base percentage. Uh huh. And not only the rookie of the year, the batting champ, potentially both of those, and the RBI champ. Jose Abreu at 119 ribbies. That's uh, nine ahead of Soler and uh, and Devers. Uh, Devers from Boston. Jimenez
0: is chasing down Abreu and uh, Ron Kittle for rookie home runs. I don't I know if he's going to hit. I don't know if he's going to hit seven yeah. in a week. But um, Abreu has the Sox record uh-huh. of uh, rookie homers at 36. Kittle is 35 right now. You have Jimenez with
2: 29. All right. Now the uh, not the good news. The other side of the uh, yellow pad. You
0: know, I really thought, base is loaded, Chris Bryant's up, there yeah. goes the ball. Where's the Where's the puff of wind that could have got it into the basket?
2: Yeah, the, the curve of the well there is only 347, so that was what you would call a pop-out to yeah. left. But for a moment... For, oh!
0: Everybody got excited, for and for rightfully so, because you thought, because you had... First and third with uh, w- with one out, and Horner hits into a double play. At least they right. hit it hard. Yeah, the bases loaded for Schwarber, yeah. and
2: Schwarber grounds out. And, uh, How about four double... Well, let's man, look at the oh standings. Uh, four, four double play balls the Cubs hit into. Nine pitchers issued nine walks, and they lose two to one. Yeah, the Cardinals only had four hits. I know. The Cubs, for the first time in a while, out-hit the opposition, nine to four. The Cardinals got their two runs. Very interesting. Three walks to load the bases, and then Molina... With a little ground ball up the middle. But yeah. it's because he made contact. That's right. And he didn't mind if it was a double play a 6-4-3 because there was nobody out in the run. He was going to tie that game up with a little roller. Yeah, run with a scored? Just get it past the yep. pitcher, and, the run's, and it rolls right up the middle for the two-run RBI. That puts the Cubs now solidly in third place in the division. They're five back. Milwaukee is two back. And, well, don't worry, Murph's got the wild card. <clears throat> well, no, you don't. Washington, with the one-game lead over Milwaukee, is in the second slot. And the Cubs now two games back of uh, Milwaukee. in the. So they're entrenched firmly in the third yeah. hole in both wild card and central. Two games behind Milwaukee uh, in both of those. The, the
0: one advantage about this is the Nationals yeah. play... The Nationals have a five-game series. I want to say with the Phillies, followed by yeah. they close it out with the Indians.
2: You know what? The, all that means nothing. I've learned. Well, you gotta it's, hope. It's, well, right? no, no, you gotta yeah. hope
0: till the end. But uh, the Indians still. Wa- I mean, the Indians still have that opportunity. You look at it, and uh, the Indians right now are just four back of the Twins. Yeah.
2: So well, last week and Fred, uh, we missed you. And the Eo Eleven uh, uh, last week, we had uh, a big bad Sean in. So. I can say almost anything, and you guys can say, oh, wow, that was smart. You said that last <laughs> week, but the listeners were listening. Last week, I said, Cub fans, you might want to worry because, oh, got to take the Cardinals. And then the Cardinals were going to play the Brewers and all that last weekend. I said, I'm going to say something. Maybe you might be better off with the Cardinals sweeping the Brewers. Right. Last week. Oh, no, no, no. I said, well, you know what? I worry more about what's in the rear view mirror than what's in front of you. Uh-huh. And sure enough. Now the brewers leapfrog you. So I'm just gonna make this, you know, I don't I don't like to beat the old uh, uh, pony here, you know, but I warned everyone that uh if okay if this is a surprise to you as a Cub fan, or you're mad or you're confused, that's that means you're a brand new listener to Murph and Fred. Welcome on board. Because <laughs> you haven't been listening, which is great because you're a new listener. I've learned people hate it when you go, I told you so. So I yeah. don't say the I told you so anymore. Uh-huh you're a new listener if you're surprised or mad or confused about what's how about no last november does anyone remember this phrase the day of reckoning EO 11 remember that the day of reckoning that was theo said that last november the day of reckoning is coming i
3: do remember that i think that was the same day he talked about the offense being broken everything Yeah. Mm yeah
2: but he threw that in now i went to uh dictionary.com or whatever. Oh, you didn't pull out the Webster's? Well, you can't. It's not a, well, a phraseology. Oh, okay. I got you. Day of, no, i you know, I sort of thought. Otherwise, you would. Yeah. Well, I sort of know it. I mean, day of, but I want to just nail it down. Okay. Day of Reckoning. The time when past mistakes or Uh-oh. missed de- misdeeds must be punished or paid for. Let me repeat that. <laughs> but this time, don't think of Joe Madden. Think of the guy that's saying it. Here's a nice little twist of irony. The guy saying it should be the one. What's the old thing when you point your finger? Three fingers are pointing back at you or whatever. When you point your finger at someone, yeah. three fingers are pointing at yourself. Right. All right, so I'm going to read uh, I again, always hated that phrase. But it makes sense in this one. Yeah. The Day of Reckoning, spoken uh, by Theo Epstein. The time when past mistakes or misdeeds must be punished or paid for. Uh, the other uh, definition was... A time when the degree of one's success or one's failure will be revealed. Huh. The day of reckoning's coming. So being the politician he is, we know what he did. Last November, he said, I'm not going to extend Joe Madden. We're going to put the onus on him. Hey, if we get to the World Series, I extend Joe and everyone's happy. If we don't get to the World Series, bye-bye, Joe. Must be your fault. Let's see, what else do I always say about Mr. Epstein? Theo is fine as long as he can outspend his mistakes. I've said that for years, right, Fred? Yep. Jesse joins us at 10. You know, I've been...
0: Oh, by the way, I want to I thank uh, Pat yeah. Hughes for uh, listening to, to us. Because the other day, um, I think when the game was on um, Fox, and uh, I had a chance, I was driving around, and I heard Pat Hughes and... Uh, you know, Len Casper was in the booth, booth with him, and um, they come out of a commercial break, and Pat Hughes says, Len, I don't know if you've noticed, but have you seen what D.J. LeMayhew has been doing? <laughs> Did <you get> he <laughs> really? Yeah, and I was laughing. I'm in my car laughing, and he goes, D.J. LeMayhew? He goes, he is second in the league in hitting. He's a tremendous defensive player. Look what he has done for the New York Yankees. And it's about the third time this year that Pat Hughes has brought up D.J. LeMayhew. I- so I'm not saying... I'm just saying. You just heard Pappy earlier. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. uh,
2: Was it two weeks ago? Maybe you remember. Or was it last week you weren't here? Uh, Sources tell me a high-ranking Cub executive, uh way high, said to uh, someone the other day, did you know that we had DJ LeMayo for 60 games in 2011 and we let him go and we had six years of service time? Yeah. 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 So I just appreciate, you know. But not only that, excuse me. They, they, they could have exactly had him listening. last winter. Yes, they could The could've. second time.
0: Uh-huh. He so, was available So right out there for you.
2: I've been, I'm, dra- I'm drafting a, well, I call it a letter, you know, an email. What would you call it these days? I'm drafting a message, a missive. I'm drafting a missive. I'm going uh, to email uh, uh, to Tom Ricketts. Would okay. you say, it used to be I'm drafting a letter. What would you say nowadays?
0: Boy, Eric would have to know.
2: I'm composing an email. Well,
3: drafting an email. I think drafting this I just okay, composing because that's but, the button you always click on, and your email is composed.
2: That's oh, right. Before you send it, right?
3: Yeah, that's the first one. Oh, yeah, so compose. yeah, composed.
2: Yeah. But I'm I'm still like editing, you know, changing the wording around. So I'm composing or editing or or drafting a uh, an email that I'm going to fire off to uh, Tom Ricketts. Tell you what. Give me a little a little writing music underneath us here if you could dig up something there. Oh, I like that.
4: This idea of of windows has, well, has crowned <laughs> our
5: minds.
2: Chuck Pearson. I didn't know if he hit the keyboard, he comes on. That's amazing. I think you might have rattled the mouse.
0: You messed with the mouse. No, no, no. We, we've learned. Never I We're that. at Disney. You don't mess with the mouse.
2: At least right. for a little while. blocker. So here's my composition. Uh, I'm going to fire this off when the time's right. Okay. Uh, here we go. So again, uh, <clears throat> uh, dear, uh, dear Tom, Lameo Soler Jimenez, I better not hear Theo, is hiring his next hitting coach. Uh, excuse me, we're supposed to draft, uh, develop talent. Uh, Epstein said that eight uh, years ago. I guess McLeod did not get the notice that we're supposed to develop uh, a talent. But yet, McLeod gets raises and a new title. It's a farce. Solar leaves here, and look what Kansas City's done to him. They made him one of the best hitters in the game. Yep. Uh, Tom... Go back and ask any of your Red Sox uh, connections about these names and who signed them to horrible bust out contracts in Boston. Here's the names JD Drew, Lugo, Cameron, Jenks, Crawford, Lackey, Matsusaki, Renteria. All signed as free agents of Bustola in Boston. Here? Short list. I- I'm just composing uh-huh. this, friend. Edwin Jackson, Scott Baker, look it up, Hayward, Morrow. And who's not taking accountability? This team is going to tumble with no farm system. No center fielder all year, no second baseman all year. How are you going to win? No closer the first two months, Tom. Someone will be accountable, right? The day of reckoning is coming, right? The wrong guy is being blamed. They're blaming Joe Madden. Hap, Elmara, Bodie. That's a sign we have no clue how to draft or develop. Quintana for Ceeson Jimenez. I did this before yesterday's game, by the way. Quintana, a joke. He's soft, waiting for things to go bad. We need offense. And to not attempt to bring back next year Nick Castellanos will be another problem.
0: He's fit like a glove out there.
2: I thought I was done, but then I got on a roll. Okay. Let the record show. There was no martinis involved in this when I wrote it. Okay. It was not drinking right. No.
0: I'll be drinking later.
2: No beef eater involved in the composition of this draft. Uh Uh-huh. What is aggravating is the way Joe Madden, this thing has been handled and talked about, Mr. Ricketts. How in the world can Joe be a lame duck manager? Five great years, great attendance, playoffs. How you guys won 95 last year with Morrow's injury. Last year, Bryant out. Bullpen injuries. It was amazing. And then this year to be where the Cubs are right now with no closer. No big lefty in the bullpen. No speed, which has been the case for five years. No zo. You like that? No zo? No zo. Okay. Injuries to Baez Contreras. Now, Rizzo, the injury beat goes on. I hear the word from Theo over and over, underachieving. Yes, in whose eyes are they underachieving, Mr. Ricketts? No production at second. No production in center. So that means most of the year, three outs in the lineup, counting the National League pitcher, three outs. That's Joe's fault. One third of your lineup. No production. That's Joe's fault. You think maybe Elmora had a good year last year, Mr. Ricketts, because Joe played him against selected lefties and certain righties? And now this year, all the exposure, look what happened. I don't think Joe's dumb. Theo thought Hap would be the leadoff hitter. Another mistake. The biggest problem's not Joe and not you spending money. Let's start with what Theo said when he got here. Remember this? Eight years ago. The farm system and development will be the Cub way. Oh, my. And remember the Cub book? The Cub manual that they were going to send through the minor leagues. And he said we'd have waves and waves of players. Waves and waves of, of players.
1: It's not the
5: same as wave, 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 wave.
2: That was Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. We'll visit with you at 10.
5: The waves of players,
2: McLeod, eight years, eight years running the farm system. He's had Schwarbs and Bryant, and no pitching. <laughs> and he's got a promotion. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Because uh, you can't fire him. Because then they—that's they the finger pointing back at yourself. They go, well, Theo, why'd you have this guy eight years if you just fire? Oh well, no, we can't fire him. He's terrible. And then Theo, Mister the Ricketts, Theo throws it on words like accountability. How does Elmora get to be the first round top ten pick? He doesn't have one of the five tools. Not one of the five tools. Hep, no position he can play in the field when the ball won't find him. Hep, zero baseball instincts. He's not a baseball player.
0: Well, that's not a good thing.
2: Same as Elmora. Theo brought these guys in. I've not seen any guys loaf on the most part. There've been a few, but you know. They're not quitting. They're not loafing. Oh, 10 hitting coaches or 10 assistant hitting coaches in the last eight years. Is it going to bring more in again this year, Tom? Theo? That's a lot of hitting coaches and assistants. You
0: could ask most Cub fans. They would have no idea who the hitting coach I is. I
2: couldn't. I had to look them up and uh-huh. the assistants. They, uh-huh. Everybody got a job. A lot of them were the Boston guys. Yeah. Remember that Greek god of uh, walks? What was his name?
0: I see him right there in front the of me. Big, the Kevin Euclid. Yes! yeah.
2: He even was an assistant hitting coach. He I, showed he showed you how to stand there with the bat on your shoulder. So guys haven't been loafing. Maybe one or here or there, but they're playing to their true abilities. How does Bodie, Mr. Ricketts, get a five-year deal when he played well until the book came in on him that he can't hit high fastballs? Theo signed Edwin Jackson. Eight other teams didn't want him anymore. D.J. LeMay, yada, yada. The stiff... Hayward got $185,000. He's a nice guy, but he can't play more than one week or two. He gets hot. You know, Mr. Ricketts, he had a 6.6 war. That's why they brought him in. They look at the war numbers. They don't look at the player. Oh, uh, do me a favor, if you have a minute, please, EO11. If you can pull up Jason Hayward's WAR, the, his final year with the before the Cubs, St. Louis in uh, 2015. I thought it was 6.6. I got to nail this down before I mail this. But then I'd also, if you have a minute, Eo, Are
0: you gonna snail mail? Are you gonna throw a stamp on it? Maybe. Okay.
2: You know, people do open those and they read them first because they don't get any.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Eo, also, if you could add up Jason Hayward's WAR. With the Cubs in 16, 17, 18, and 19. I want to see how it compares to the war from the last year at St. Louis.
0: The only year at St. Louis. Well, yeah.
2: Oh. The 6.6 right. uh, on the contract walk year. It was 6.6 in
3: uh, when his last year in St. Louis.
2: Let uh, me do the math. Now, now that's We're... good. That's very good, right? Yeah, that's a very good Oh, season. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a numbers guy... Four years with the Cubs.
3: I wonder if he's even had. He's not. Six point three is his WAR in the last four years. With Stop the Cubs.
2: it. Yep. I didn't know that. I was just <laughs> guessing it was going to be like maybe ten or eight WAR. Nope. 6. What is he good 3? for? It's, it's good for one hundred eighty-five million if yeah, you're Apparently.
0: apparently.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Eo. Give me that again. He was 6.6. 6.6. In 2015, Montejo gave him $1.185 million, and now four years with the Cubs, he's what? 6.3 ah, is his ah, war. Ah, mm-hmm. ah, ah. Fred, do that again. What is it good for?
0: What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Again, you're right. Or $185 two. One, of the to- one or the other.
2: You know what Hayward has? Any scout could have told you it he's got slider bat speed. All right? But he gave the speech. Not to bring, I said, he's a nice guy. I said right there, he's a nice guy. He's a great good, guy. He's a good cook. You know, he's a good dancer. Eric
0: Kostrowski is a great guy. And yeah. to be honest with you, I think I might, re- I might rather have him in center field for me.
2: He might have a 6.0 war over about 10 years there.
3: Give Eric. me a third of that contract and, and we got a deal. We got a deal.
0: Third. That's more than I thought you'd ask
3: for. I got to start somewhere. <laughs> That's think, the beginning number. I think it'd take uh, 0.3 million.
2: I would. I really <laughs> would. <laughs> so would we all. Yeah. Uh, not to bring here, I'm just, I'm wrapping this up. My uh, co- composing a draft to email and uh, not to bring Madden back would be a farce. Now, if these players like him and they're not quitting on him and he's not back, Mr. Ricketts, these guys that you do want to save still might bolt after 21. And with no farm system, think about the problem you're going to have on your hands. If you don't want to pay Joe a reasonable amount and think you could bring in a puppet to run the dugout, well, I'd think again. You can give Theo $10 million a year and Hoyer and McLeod, whatever you're giving them, but the guy in the dugout is the glue. Madden not coming back, your five-year window will slam shut and the ratings for your new marquee network. i am going to send that off. I think I'm going to do both, Fred. Email it and snail it. Okay. Is that the word? Sna- just snail mail. No, no, I thought just snail it. Oh, okay. Like mail, like you got on your nose you snail it. Uh, Mike, is that you in Chicago Heights?
5: Yes, it is, Murph. Hey, uh, listen, everything you said, you know, from Ricketts, Epstein, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, to, to lose Madden would be the biggest mistake. You know, you're going to hire, it's just like Coach Q from the Hawks. You know, you hired some, you know, little kid from Rockford. <laughs> Anyways, besides the Hawks. Um, the only mistake I had about Madden is the last two days. You put in Crimble. In a tie game, I just—I told my 90-year-old mother, right. who just turned 90 years old—I yeah. said I looked at her. I said, "Watch him give up a home All run." Right.
2: Hey, Mike, let me yeah. just jump in. I love yeah. you. Today is not the day to break down, and I'm with. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I, I don't under, You know the the moves are the moves. They tell them the training, and again, I'm not arguing with you. The staff says Joey's ready. You know what? It's a big game. It didn't work out. I'm with you. Today is not the day to. Look at you know what happened in the seventh inning three days ago. I love you, don't so. I hope you see where I'm going, but it's the bigger picture. You know what? They didn't have a closer all year. They didn't have a leadoff guy for four, three years now. So I'm with you, but I hope you understand. I'm not trying to you know interrupt you or throw you up. at – you
5: know, that's the least of the least
2: of our worries. Are are what Joe did in the uh, ninth in the tenth inning you know, the other day.
5: I agree, I okay. agree, okay. and I want to keep them. Yeah. Uh, real quick. You know, I just think you needed a closer, you didn't get one. You needed, you know, you got Bodie, he's a bust. You know, he, Ian Happ cannot. Uh, every time he comes up, I see a strikeout. You uh, know? So what are you saying? <laughs> that Epstein yes. and Ricketts, right? They, they day that's is the, from day. the top, the and they
2: don't reckoning. care because they're making money. Well, I, no, no, no. It, that's easy for you and me to say I don't want to say they don't care. Uh,
5: well, they do. I'm sorry. I agree.
2: All right. Hey, Mike, phone again. Always good to hear from you, Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Mike. All right. You, you
5: got it, man. From
2: Bye. the Heights, from the Chicago Heights, real quick before we go to some Bears talk, Jesse at the top of the hour, in Park, is that Alfonso Soriano, or is it just <laughs> Alfonso? It's neither. It's
5: I mean, because right now, I am one of the biggest frustrated fans like all of you guys. Uh, it, bottom line is this. Yes. We have a fundamental flaw. Yes. I don't know if there's a stat cast that can show how many strikes, how many fastballs we take right down the middle. Hold that thought. And the opposite- hold that thought.
2: There, hold on, Alfonso. There is a stat. It's called contact rate. Right. And the Cubs are 30th in all of baseball. <laughs> you know how many teams there are in, in baseball, Alfonso? Thirty. 30, uh, I believe thirty,
5: 30. Yeah. the thirtieth, so, and rate. So here's the here's the yeah. thing, though. Yeah. Right, it's an easy fix. Yeah. And look at what Castellanos is doing. Yeah. You see it, and you hit it. Right. What is like? What am I missing yeah. here? What this this is goes back to literally. You're told if you get your pitch, right. you swing. Why are we taking pitches right
2: down the because middle? Because they look, they Theo, they look at the metrics and the pay, and the on base and the slugging launch and, angle and the launch angle, the R WAR and all that stuff, and they don't watch the game and realize. Seven out of the nine guys, whatever, in the batting order are swing and miss, guys. You only got two that make, well, you got three. Zobrist makes contact, Castellanos makes contact, and the new guy, Horner, makes contact. And that's it. Got to jump out. Call again, Alfonso. Bears next. Jesse at 10, Murph and Fred ESPN 1000. Okay, let's give to a Murph and Fred, hope you're having a great Saturday. Nine till noon, back on the Cubs beat with Jesse in a few minutes. One minute away from Steve Silverman talking Bears. Let's bring in uh, EO Eleven, Eric Ostrowski, the Murph and Fred fan focus group Twitter poll. Uh number one. Let's get the results from this right away, Fred. How many NFL games? Before you can make an educated evaluation of Mitch Trubisky. All right, here's your uh, multiple choice. 28 games. That would be right now. 42 games. That's season's end. And 58 games. That would be the end of 2020. Vote right now at ESPN 1000. Let's bring in Steve Silverman. Find out then what the fans have voted. Maybe Steve wants to vote. Let's go to Forbes.com, CBS, Sports, Columnist. Uh-huh. Everyone in Chicago loves Steve Silverman, including Murph and Fred. And Steve, you got to love yourself. I mean, who doesn't want to be Steve <laughs> Silverman? Steve, thanks for joining us. How are you, my friend?
1: Sure, I love the sound of it. I only wish it was true, but... Uh... <laughs> Hope all is well,
0: guys. Well, and, you know, a belated happy birthday to Steve Silverman. I didn't think we'd make it this long, Steve.
1: Well, <laughs> it's all that clean living that, that thats right. This far. So. That's
0: right. There's no doubt about it. And watching some good and bad football, which, uh, you know, we've seen all around the uh, National Football League. Unfortunately for Bears fans, um, you've had... Uh, Twenty-two possessions, I think, and one touchdown. What have your th- your thoughts been of what you've seen from uh, this lack of Bears offense?
1: Well, it, it, you know, it started on the opening night against the Green Bay Packers with expectations so high, and and the inability to be able to move the ball and score against the Packers and come up with that opening night win. Um, you know that that was really a brutal defeat. And as much as you want to go from uh, the the next game and and that kind of mentality, and and that's the way you have to look at things in the NFL, that's a very, very difficult game to get past. Uh, You know, the Packers uh, looked a little bit surprising that game, but the Bears should have been able to do a lot better on offense. They know it, and it's not a matter of, yeah, oh we'll do better the next game. It's a matter of kind of understanding why and there're big problems on that offense. And uh it, I think it, most of it stems from the confidence level of the young quarterback.
2: In fact, uh, let's take a, bring in Eric Ostrowski, uh, EO11, one of our Twitter polls in action for the last few hours right now, Steve. This is a, a pretty simple, multiple choice. Let's see what the fans said. How many NFL games before you can make an educated evaluation of Mitch Trubisky? All right, 28 games, that would be right now. 42 games... That would be the end of this season, or... 58 games, that's the end of the 2020 season. Uh, before we bring in EO11, Fred, what do you think, that, not your vote, Fred, what do you think the fans might have said? And then, Steve, what do you think the fans might have said?
0: I, I, I think the fans probably would have said by
2: now already. So 28 yeah. games uh, uh, would be the right amount to make an educated evaluation. That's what I think the fans, the fans would fans say. said. Right. Um, let's go right to EO11 first. Eric, what did the fans say? Um. With only five percent of the
3: vote is uh, fifty-eight games so the end of twenty twenty. Thirty-eight percent of the vote is twenty-eight games, or now, and then the most with fifty-seven percent is forty-two games, or at the
2: end of this season. So the fans say, "Let's wait till the end of this season, forty-two games." Steve, it's a general question, and you know Mm -hmm. I I hate to you know say well because every situation's different, different teams, different plans. When do we want to you know get better? When's our window? But what would you say in general, or did you want to vote that it's time now, end of the year, or the end of next year to make that evaluation?
1: Well, things have changed so much in the NFL. Uh, Young quarterbacks start playing in their rookie year now, and much as expected, right in the beginning. So I would say, you know, that where we are right now, you have a pretty good idea of what you have at quarterback. Um, with the, you know, with 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 an opportunity to get better over the next few weeks. But what you see right now is what you get, and uh, uh, it, you know, it's kind of an indictment on where Mitch Trubisky stands. At this moment, it could get a little better, but I don't think you have a great one here.
0: Let me ask you a question, Steve. You look at it, and one of the things the Bears didn't have for a long time is they didn't have weapons. Now the Bears have uh, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, and they have Cordero Patterson. They showed what he could do in that 46-yard run. They have receivers in Robinson and Gabriel, and they have Anthony Miller, who only has two targets in a couple of games. Can there be a situation where... The uh, game, the play caller, in this case, Matt Nagy, have too many weapons and trying to do too much as opposed to just focusing on certain individuals and running a better offense that way.
1: Right. I think, you know, once you can establish two or three good plays that that work for you, that you have confidence in, in all the key parties on, on the field making the plays, you know, that's when you can start to add and make things a bit more complex the way the Philadelphia Eagles do, the way the Kansas City Chiefs do. Uh, but I don't think you, you know, if you go into it that way and you raise a good point, Fred, if you go into it that way right from the start and you don't have any plays that you're really confident in, right. um, how can you feel really good about yourself? And the more time that goes by, uh, the less confidence you can have. Now, certainly this week against the Washington Redskins, you have an offense in the Bears that should be able to do well against Washington's defense, which is really weak up front. They have some strength at the back end, but they are weak up front, and you should be able to run the ball and give your quarterback enough time. Now, you know, Mitch Trubisky with enough time is not necessarily a great thing. Mitch Trubisky on the run, that's the guy who's made some plays.
2: Steve Silverman, couple of nice, a uh, couple of minutes. Uh, thank you, Steve, for coming on. Not X's and O's too deeply because some fans go, I don't know. But one stat that stands out, play action. And I think most fans know what that is. The play is you fake a run play, and then the action is you throw a pass. And we had Dan Jiggetts on uh, last week. Fred was away, and Dan is the offensive lineman for so many years with the Bears. He said, you know what, when you're on the offensive line, he says if they know you're passing 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 I'm back on my heels they got their ears pinned back coming at you but the play action slows them down the offensive line it 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 freezes the line back I mean everyone knows here are the numbers 121 plays the Bears have run from offense in 2 games 10 10- out of 121, were where they did what they called play action. Do you think that number is average for the league? Is it too low, too high for this particular scheme, or is every scheme different, every play different, and it's hard to just look at this number raw?
1: Well, you have to have a very—you have to have a decent running game for play action passing to work. It's not enough uh, just to, you know do use play action if your running game is a disaster. And I'm not saying it is a disaster for Mm. the Bears, and especially with the young running back David Montgomery, who's supposed to be such a key guy when it comes to yardage after contact. I haven't really seen it so far this year. But, but, uh, you know, he made his case in college, and I think he should be better. Once you get your running game going, that's when – play-action-passing works as Hank Stram put into play so many decades ago.
0: Yeah, you know, and your, your, your play caller can also do some wonderful things too by the way he designed stuff. I was watching a breakdown from, uh, ESPN. They broke down what, uh, Garoppolo and what Shanahan does with the 49ers and the way they have their running backs and their tight ends and the way they're in movement and the way they free up space. And I don't know that Nagy necessarily is freeing up enough space because you look at it, Steve, when you, when you watch guys like, when you watch Patrick Mahomes, he's throwing the guys that are wide open. And I don't see all those wide-open receivers. I know everybody says Mitch is missing wide-open guys. Not nearly as many as Kansas City and Philadelphia seem to get.
1: No. The, you know, the Chiefs, uh, uh, they seem to have players who are wide-open nearly every pass play. And I can it certainly recall some in these past two games where the Bears had open receivers and Mitch just overthrew badly five yards, six yards over the head of the receiver Um uh, Taylor Gabriel right. being one of them, and uh, you know, and it's painful when you see that. Um, but but the other teams mm. are exceptional at getting their receivers wide open, almost like a college game. Right. And you know, I don't think the Bears. I, I don't think you can expect that of any team really going in. But you have to take advantage when you get it, and you have it And You know, the the quarterback situation in this week's matchup against Washington, you know, everyone expects the Bears to really right themselves here. Well, Mitch has not thrown a touchdown pass yet. But on the other side, Case Keenum, uh, for as bad as the Redskins are, has a a 5-0 touchdown interception ratio. And I think what you could see... Is the Redskins get off to a good start because they did against Philadelphia, they did against Dallas. They couldn't hold it because they don't have the defensive play. But if they get off to a good start and put the Bears behind, uh, you know, with the Bears' offense, how is it going to react?
2: Steve, great stuff. Uh, we're up against the clock. You, you know, radio is you know just like you run out of run out of space for your great work at Forbes and CBS Sports columns, but. uh I wanted to just mention he over, he underthrew one guy, the third play from scrimmage for the Bears, it was uh, the, the long pass that he underthrew. Uh, see, I thought Cohen should have had it. But okay, I'm yeah. not I'm not going to dispute Plus, that. Plus, he
0: was on the move. I mean, he was on the move, so it was a it was a difficult pass. All right, I'm not saying that so. should
2: yeah he should he yes yeah, a great catch would have had
0: it. Plus, it's hard to overthrow a guy that's five six. You think you got to pretty much put it right on third
1: down and nine they spread the offense, and Trubisky on the run, lofts one down the field, and Tariq Cohen is there, and Tariq Cohen is knocked away, and uh, Justin Simmons made a terrific play on Cohen, who initially had beat the defender.
2: But, highlights Fox, but Fred, Steve, real quick, he had him beat. Now, they've been three years together, Trubisky and Cohen with the same draft class 2017. Does Trubisky not know how fast he is? If he had just lofted it 10 yards farther, it had been a a touchdown pass. Fred, Steve?
1: One one word, accuracy. That's what he has to have. That's what is unproven to this point. And and maybe we're being kind by saying (laughs) unproven. It may not be a factor Hmm. in his game, and it has to develop right away.
2: Steve, great job. Keep up the good work at uh, Forbes.com, CBS Sports. uh, And we always love a few minutes of your busy Saturday. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Steve.
1: All right. Thanks
2: for having me, guys. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Take care. Steve Silverman, Murph, and Fred, a few minutes away from Jesse Rogers. It's a gorgeous day. A little rain here and there,
0: but if you're driving around, you say, you know what, I need a new car. Perfect place to stop in today on this Saturday. Fields, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, in Glenview, they're waiting for you. Some auto dealerships advertise false prices to get you to come on in, not at Fields. All of their advertised prices are real, and don't change We go into the dealership because at Fields... They want to earn your business. They're waiting for you. Go on in. They'll never mislead you to get you in. Go to Fields, Chrysler,
2: Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Glenview, or visit them at FieldsCJD.com. want to send out a quick message right now. Anyone that knows Pat Foley, Blackhawks, Pat Foley, tell them to turn on ESPN 1000. When we come back, we're going to talk about Pat Foley. And I want Pat, hopefully, to be listening. If you live up there in the north suburbs or you know Pat Pat, Murph, and Fred say turn on ESPN 1000 back in a flash from ESPN 1000. Hey, Pat Foley, hope you're tuned in. Hey, Pat, he's the best. I played softball against him for years. Oh,
0: he's good. You know what? I played basketball with Is him. Is Real good basketball uh, player. Good shooter and everything. Then again, that's when I actually yeah. could play, get up and down the court and
2: play basketball. This was up in... That uh, uh, was decades ago. The uh, Winnetka Park District uh, uh-huh. modified fast pitch. Men's softball, man. Yeah. That was the best. That was the bad... 12-inch? 12-inch or 16? Well, it's 12-inch. Right. And it's uh, not the windmill. Whoosh, no. But it's not lob. It's like if you're gonna bowl, like a just like the bowling right. ball. You bring it back about shoulder high. That's you can bring it the ball, the pitcher, whoosh, underhand, but not the windmill. But it's still the closest thing to real baseball. Right. Pat was great. Uh, Ron Sano Jr., my buddy, he was out there. And uh, anyway, so maybe Pat's listening right now. Here's why Pat was. The seventh inning stretch guy.
0: He always wears the hairy glasses. He did. Always does. He was great. Yep.
2: But then he did some of the, uh, you know, banter, the back and forth, the yap yap, the interaction with uh, Alen and uh, Jim Deshay. And here's what here's what came down. Now I'm going to play this quick. Here's Pat Foley yesterday, and uh, and that was ABC Seven.
6: Do you guys trust the box? You know, I, I see games. Not just Cubs games, but other games around the country. They've only got the box, but a six foot four guy comes up there. It looks like it's the same box for a five foot ten guy. I think it's calibrated to different strike zones, and it's what all MLB broadcasts use. All right, stop the tape now. God loves the
2: TV guys, all right. And I don't know if they feel obligated to MLB to cover. Uh huh. But but Pat Foley was exactly 100% correct. And I felt bad for you, Pat. That's why I just played that. Because you sort of uh, were uh, putting your place uh, politely, you know, professionally. And But you you were right. Uh, the box you see is the same box on TV, K-Zone, whatever you want to call it, Fred, for the, you know, uh, Aaron Judge or uh, El Tuve.
0: Yeah, the only thing is, Len Casper sounded really um, definite. In his explanation, I know. So, but it's not. Maybe it's maybe it is, and they haven't
2: told us all. Well, but maybe they told Len within a couple years ago. Unless things have changed, I talked to a guy. I just met him. Yeah. I don't. Know, and he worked in the truck, the director's truck, camera two, camera four, with all the like right. screens and everything. And I asked him. He says, "Oh no, no, it's the same. It's the same square for everybody." Okay. So you know, we got the tall guy, the short guy. And I felt bad for Pat Foley because, Pat, yes, you were correct.
6: Do you guys trust the box? You know, I, I see games, not just Cubs games, but other games around the country. They've all got the box, but a six foot four guy comes up there. And it looks like it's the same box for a five foot ten guy. I think it's calibrated to different strike zones, and it's what all MLB broadcasts use. Thanks,
2: ABC 7. Murph and Fred, Jesse, next. Back in a flash
7: town chicago on state street that great street we are live from the first midwest bank studios this is wmvp chicago
2: all day long hope you're having a great day murph and fred hour number two fred you know we're only one minute away from uh, someone you know who that is my guy jesse one minute away from jesse rogers Let's see here. Cub lineups are in. Uh, it, Fred, really, what, the same as the director? Yeah, same, Rizzo's there. Same as After yesterday. Getting pulled
0: early yesterday. Yeah. And then having right. Zobrist in his spot. About that the, same as, well. About the yeah. same as
2: yesterday. About the same as yesterday.
0: Caratini, Horner.
2: Yep. Well, hey, let's not delay. It's the little guy. It's Jesse Rogers. Saturday is at the park. Fred, say hello to Jesse. Bob. Hey, Jess. Hey,
4: Jess. Final weekend at Wrigley, guys. I didn't think this these would be the final two home games, but it's feeling that way, isn't it, huh?
2: Yeah, it'll be, uh, instead of Saturday in the park, it'll be a Saturday from Mexico knowing Jesse in a couple of weeks. <laughs> we'll, we won't be able to find the little guy.
4: Feels more like a funeral than a ball game at this point, the way, the uh, way things are going. I uh, mean, it's just... Just a bad, bad end to a bad season in a lot of ways. Not a a 10-under, 500 season, Mm -hmm. but bad enough, underachieving, just like it ended last year that way.
2: Uh, Jesse, I'm an old veteran at this. I saw this happen in 84. I've seen this in 1969. Nothing new. You can see it coming, you know, maybe a month ago. But here's the big question. So Mm -hmm. when the White Sox hired Joe Madden as manager (laughs) this winter, is Madden's post, like you keep saying, Oh, it'll be there forever, Murph. Madden's post restaurant at Gallagher will be there. So if he's managing the White Sox, will it still be Madden's post at Wrigley Field?
4: As far as I know, it will be. <laughs> I had this convers—I actually had this conversation with him at uh, midseason, uh-huh. and I said I approached him. I said, "I know this is kind of a delicate topic, but you're opening a restaurant <laughs> two months before the end of a contract. Um, what? How's that going to work?" And he said, "My hope is long after I'm out of here." This restaurant is 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 uh, living on its own merits, su- su- surviving, success, uh-huh. having success on its own merits, and he was very hopeful that would be five years from now that he'd be moving on to yeah. uh, retirement. But mm-hmm. um, it could be in the in the next few weeks. But he's he's hopeful that uh, you'll like the food enough to come uh, back. But
2: you didn't <laughs> say even if we're you know we're, we're no, if, I didn't bring oh, up no, the white socks. get my what if bell. <laughs> Yeah, but Joe, what if you're managing the white socks?
4: anyway I did not I did not bring that up do do we think that's a possibility everybody else does I don't but yeah other people do do, yeah I kind of don't either Mm, I kind of don't either but stranger things have happened Uh the fact that uh, you know Renteria went to the south side and Joe replaced I mean I guess it could happen again it Mm -hmm. just it seems a little uh, far-fetched but you never know I love
2: this quote this week Uh, we don't have it on audio but uh, we have it in print throughout the papers uh Uh, Theo Epstein was asked uh, earlier this week about the Cubs' uh, leadoff slot uh, being uh, last in the majors. We've all gone over this, but not his response. The Cubs are last in the majors in the leadoff slot with a, a cumulative .208 batting average. No one cares about batting average Murph and on base of 289. Oh, that's no gouda. Uh. Now here's what here's what he says. Cub president Theo Epstein says, quote, "This one's on me. Yeah, well, who else won? Well, who else could it have been on? <laughs> Joe? Oh, yeah, at least he didn't blame someone else for a change. But, Jesse, that's been ongoing. We're not going to talk about that. But I want to ask you about this. There have been a lot of interesting stats going around. We covered one earlier, Fred, about Cubs' uh, worst or best... Contact rate. Contact rate. Yeah, they're last. So let me ask you this, Jesse. Contact rate, was that was that a uh, metric that was put into a uh, Ivy, the computer, or... You know what? No, no. They look at on base and slug and and and, uh, our war, whatever the our war. That's our the letter R, not O U R. Jesse, (laughs) the contact rate. Okay, now off the top of our heads, I've jotted. Let's make a list of thin books. Thin books cost (laughs) too much. So Murph, open thick books are too expensive. Jesse, let's make the list here. Of Cubs hitters that you know, you would just with your eyes, my eyes, Fred, are contact hitters. Guys that you know when they come up to the plate with men on, you don't expect a strikeout. You know what I mean? All right, I'll I'll get the ball rolling. Zobrist.
0: Uh, I would I'd go with Rizzo, for the most part. Okay, for the most Kemp. part.
2: Kemp.
5: Kemp. Kemp. Tony Kemp.
4: Okay, so that's where we are right now, right? <laughs> I, I, I jumped to the 20, uh, 35th right. man on the roster. All right, There's we, more, but we, that's, okay. that, that's one.
2: So we agree on Zobrist, right? I believe? Yeah. Okay. There's no doubt we
0: agree T- on Zobrist.
2: Castellanos, he usually puts the ball in play. He's an RBI. He smells RBIs. He likes to make contact. Can we agree? Would you put can-
4: I, I I wouldn't put him in the category with those other guys you just mentioned. He's a chase guy, too. Okay. But, but compared to Schwarber and some other no, ones, no. sure, <laughs> sure. All right. He makes more. He makes more content. And
2: Nico Horner too.
4: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah. Good one, Fred. All right, so uh, that's the uh, short list. Uh, and Ken, of the regulars, yeah. Well.
0: Do you have any other bench guys? Or do you want
4: to go deeper? Do you want to go
0: Bodie? <laughs> Are you going to Karatini? No,
4: not really. Not really. No. Okay. So the bigger picture. Definitely pic- not Hap. So the bigger
2: picture is. <laughs> <laughs> can Strope uh, swing the bat? I mean, come on. Can't
4: run the bases. <laughs> no.
2: Do <laughs> you ever notice a few times when Strope bats, he tries to put the helmet on crooked, but it, it won't work because it's <laughs> firm plastic? <laughs> okay. So the bigger picture, Jesse Rogers, is being 30th in baseball and, you know, making contact it yeah. probably doesn't even matter, right? I mean, who cares?
4: No, of course it matters. Oh, of course it, it doesn't matter. You know, well, you, then, don't, you don't. Okay, you don't cool. want to be thirtieth in any category. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, did, didn't the Ivy kick this out as a as a uh, metric that's important, or what?
4: Well, this is a deeper conversation, and, and it's a very good ah, question. And, that's and my I joke job. about. Yeah, I joke about Tony Kemp. That's one reason they mm-hmm. traded for him. Mm-hmm. Anything to get a little bit more contact in this organization and the drafting of nico horner is an example of that it it, it's trying to fix now i don't know if you want to call them wrongs Mm -hmm. because schwarber helped you win a world series Mm -hmm. brian helped you you know as an mvp candidate my point is through those early drafts they chose ian Happ included a lot of swing and miss potential. Elmora. and now Elmore El- El as well. Absolutely. Although mm-hmm. Elmore was supposed to be a contact guy, hmm. and he was maybe until this season. I zero guess. tool.
2: So, How about a zero tool guy in the f- uh, first uh, pick of the draft? Uh, but Elmora. here's the thing.
4: Yeah. Here's the thing, Murph. That was that is. A- a-
2: Did we lose Jesse? Oh, no, he was on a roll too.
4: We're seeing the the league Wait. gonna maybe turn back a little Jesse, bit. Value Jesse, Jesse, repeat the Horners a little bit more.
0: Repeat yourself. We lost you there for for like 30 seconds. I was
4: gonna or... say when when they drafted those guys, we were at the edge or the beginning of the launch era angle, and those guys were a commodity. Remember, uh-huh. when they drafted Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. there weren't that many right handed home run hitters. Go look at the numbers. Yeah. Home runs were down as as recently as thirteen and fourteen. Mm-hmm. Then everything changed. So now the league's going to go back around and the Nico Horners and even the Tony Kemp's as a 25th man are going to find a little bit more value. That's what went on. They went from the launch angle era and drafting players that were good at that to finding out that every team has that. And now what are they aspects of trying to hit a baseball?
2: So, who's, uh, so no one's at fault. Uh, no one saw this coming except the other 29 teams.
4: Yeah, I exactly. no. I I do think that right. they're at fault because no team, Go no ahead. team should load up in with no. in, in, in one category only. Bingo. And they know they drafted and acquired similar players Bingo. up and down. We know but that. See, but see, too
0: many guys doing the same thing. Yeah, but see yes, but yes. see remember, Jason, you you covered all this stuff when Schwarber and Happ were drafted. It was list, it was said that both of those guys were the best pure hitters coming out in the draft.
4: Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I, Theo loved Schwarber, and he loved his eye, and uh, I don't think he thought he'd have as much swing and miss. Uh, Hap wasn't considered the best pure hitter anywhere.
2: kind of thought he was in the draft.
4: No, I don't think so. Okay. Let's, you, a let's, slugger. Just,
2: let's just say this about Schwarber. He is very valuable as the seventh hitter on a good team that has guys on base making contact. You can have one or two, maybe three swing and miss, home run or nothing guys. You can't have a whole lineup with them. That's the key.
4: Yeah, no, I agree with you. And if the, everyone's healthy, Schwarber is perfect in this lineup sure. in the six or seven hole. Right. You're right. Like, take take the Astros lineup. Like, he'd be perfect in mm-hmm. the lower part of that lineup. You know. But you're right. If you if you're with three guys out, and he has to be the, the cleanup man. Look what he does. He grounds into a double play. You know, he's not going to have a high average. It's just not who he's turning into. Be now. I do think he's still going to get better. It's a slow process. Sometimes. Remember this. Rizzo mm-hmm. had his training. When the Cubs stunk, he could face lefties and righties and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Schwarber's training came in the World Series, and then all of a sudden you're a contending team, and, and people are picking him for the MVP. Jeff Passon picked him for the MVP, not to call him out. I think he's great. Rick Sutcliffe um, picked him for the MVP this year. A, a year after he's, he's come off uh, knee surgery, I think we've been unfair to Schwarber overall. That doesn't mean he hasn't advanced the way he should, though, and I agree with that. He's been a little bit too stubborn in his process here, um, but he's had to develop under a microscope where guys like Rizzo didn't have, did not have to do that. Right. I think that's important to remember. No,
2: no, Schwaber. If you use him properly, say he should bat seven. That's me. I know you say six, Jesse. Whatever. Six and a half. There is no such slot in the (laughs) batting line. But, you know, instead of Hayward batting seven today, Schwarber doesn't sound so bad. All right, roster construction, and we know where that finger points to. That's the front office. That's Theo. Now, another one. Now, this is sort of under the radar, but I think Cub fans, baseball fans are ready for this. There's a base running stat Oh my! where the Cubs are, again... Thirtieth. Two oh, more I'm times yesterday, this. right? I'm all over
4: this. Yeah. How yeah. many how
2: many teams are there again? Thirty. Thirty, that would yep. be last. They're thirtieth. Now we're not gonna go into how it's the White
0: Sox has to be twenty nine.
2: How it's computed. It's just what you would think it yeah. is. You know, you're trying to go first to third and it hit the center and you're out at third. You know, very basic stuff. Doubled you off get doubled P- off, bingo. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh here's the thing. They're sixty times out on out on the bases. That would be worse. Yes. Now, let me ask you a question. And then I heard one of the TV guys. Go, well, but you know they do advance a lot from first to third. <laughs> oh, that's
4: you know, a bunch well, of. Bunk. I know,
2: no, I know that. <laughs> that's why we just wanted to pass on that. Not Jeff, pass on. We just wanted to pass on that. But Jesse, Fred, you know what they say about this? You know, your your twenty seven outs are the most valuable thing you own. I agree. Yeah. It's very. And then, how well, come they don't steal bases? Because they've learned. And Jesse, Fred, it's either 75%, some say you got to be successful 80% of the time stealing the base to make it worthwhile. In other words, advancing a base, uh, but then if you're out more than 20% of the time, that offsets it and makes it worse. So let's use that 80%. Now that means if you have 60 guys out on base, you got to have... 240 advance. In other words, 80% 20% ratio, correct? Okay. If you got 60 okay. outs, you got it cuz be-
0: I got into this cuz I didn't know why to take math oh, or science. No, that's anyway. why I just did okay, it. Okay,
2: good. Yeah. Alliance Ly- Township High School, Lagrange. Certainly not SIU Carbon. <laughs> so, Jesse, have they advanced? <laughs> One
0: joint for you. 80%. Percent-
2: what kind of joint is this I'm in? Jesse, 240 advances, you know, first to third, right. to offset even equally the 60 out on the bases. There's 160 games. That means you got to have one and a half, roughly, <laughs> advances per game to offset the 60 because the TV guy go, but they advance a lot. Do, do you see, you've seen almost every game in person or on TV, 240 yeah. advances, they advance one and a half times per game.
4: No, I don't think so. No, I don't know. No. Maybe they do,
2: maybe they don't. It seems like a maybe lot. they
4: do, but 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 let me tell you, every team advances first to third on base hits to right field. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are not special. Sure. They do it a little bit more because they are a good opposite field hitting team. So when Baez goes to right and Bryant's on first, yes, he goes to third. Whoopee, let's throw a party. That doesn't offset making the outs they've made on the base pass. And um let's I'm sorry, party. that goes directly <laughs> it's just that, that goes directly party. back to <laughs> that, that goes directly back to the manager. I mean, uh, there's no other way to put it. People say, uh, the man, what can the manager do? He can bench a guy. He can tell his team. He Wait can close the minute. door hold and on. say, hold Stop, on. Stop taking, trying to take these extra bases. Now. Okay, okay. Is, is a home run. There's a home run happy league. Why are we making outs on the bases what when is, we might hit a three run homer? What does Cap say? I'm saying? adamant about this.
2: Hold on, Sparkles. Now. <laughs> Yeah. So you're blaming Joe for the 60 out on base. When you got guys like Happ and Elmora with zero baseball instincts.
4: I don't care. That's not... Then why do we have coaches or a manager? Oh, you got to exactly. you know, no, 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 no. be kidding me. No, no. Exactly. If you're not going to point to a coach learn. or a manager, then what are they Hold doing on. there?
2: you got to learn at Northbrook Little League. When, you, In other words, this is your whole life. You either are a good base runner, you got baseball instincts. Or oh, you don't. Elmora continues to throw to the wrong base, and he's been there now five years. Look what would happen Is that
0: the coach's fault? Look what happened two nights ago. Okay. Look at him. I think it was Thursday night. Uh, Schwarber gets thrown out. He gets stuck in a jam. He's between home and third. Content play. Back.
2: Well, you're Go- supposed to wait till the ball gets past the he's, pitcher. You know,
0: he's going back and forth. He's staying in the rundown. The rundown, he finally gets tagged out, and Contreras is standing at first base. I could have walked to second base. I don't know what's going on. They just, and, and I'm looking. I was with another guy, my buddy Pete, and he goes, why isn't Contreras a second? I go, well, maybe because they get thrown out on the bases so much. Contreras now is nervous that he shouldn't go. Wait, right. we
2: just got a message in. Jesse Rogers named as Cubs base running coach. Yes, I love it. Uh,
4: they, they couldn't do much worse than last. <laughs> they couldn't do much no, worse than last. You're right. I, I, I'm sorry, Murph. If, if a manager uh-huh. can't control the message about extra outs in the bases, what does he do? What is he doing there? Then, I mean, I yeah. agree with you that yeah. it, look, it's the same thing I've said all year long, and I'll say it again right now. It's not Joe Madden's fault that Elmore doesn't have the skills or whatever you want to say, but it's happening on his watch, and it's going to cost yeah. him his job. Right. It's going to cost him his job. If you are not as talented as you were in sixteen, that's Joe and that's Jed and Theo's fault. But if you are not playing fundamental baseball, that's gonna that's an easy easy out for the for the front office. Leaning the league in errors, or second in the league. Leaning the league in outs and the bases, and the, the save percentage where it is is going to point back to the manager as well. Our Cubs. I, I, if, if he doesn't have an effect on some of those things, then I don't know what a manager has an effect on. Expert Jesse
2: Rogers. All right, uh, next. Let's t- take a look at uh, three teams. Uh, the Cubs, the Oakland A's, and Tampa Bay. Uh, and wins and payroll. Now, this is fun. This is fun with numbers. The Cubs have 82 wins. And Oakland and Tampa Bay, we don't pay much attention to them. No? Not usually. 92 wins and 90 wins, and they are right now the wild card uh, and tied for, if the season ended today, Oakland and Tampa Bay probably in the wild card. 92 wins, 90 wins. Cubs with 82. Okay, fine. Let's look at payroll. Cubs are second in baseball. Money spent, Tom Ricketts spends $218 million. Oakland... And Tampa Bay. Oakland's.
0: What,
2: tw- 29 and 30? 25th and 30th. Okay. All right. So, Oakland has spent 93 million, and they have 92. Tampa Bay's 30th was 63 million 90. I know a different, okay, they've been, you know, um, uh, building, they had to tear down. There's, you know, a lot of variables. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. All I'm saying is, if I'm the owner of the team, and, and, and someone shows me this, I go, what? 218 million and these other teams with uh, 93... Jesse, it's a broad generalization, but it still is something that in the big picture the day of reckoning will be coming. And I guess the day of reckoning as Theo said in November is Joe Madden, right?
4: I I would rather um, compare them to the Milwaukee Brewers. The one thing in the American League, there's so many rebuilding teams right. that some of those records are skewed a little You're bit. Right. But right. the National League's the National League's been pretty pretty stacked this year, other than the Marlins. Yeah. Um, what, what What's the Brewers payroll? I don't even know it. It's well below the Cubs. And the fact that they are going to get beat out by a Yelich-less Brewers team that has no money in its starting pitching, the most important part of a baseball team is is really pathetic and that's the that's the team I would look at and say okay. wow you really could not beat out the brewers who added nobody in the offseason on a starting staff that needed it desperately what they've done patchwork wise and now without Yelich uh. that is an indictment on what the cubs have done in the dugout and in the front o- and in the front office
2: twitter poll on number 8 let's bring in eric Ostrowski, 11. question is the Cubs basically. I'm sorry, active
0: payroll, just to answer Jesse's oh, question. Good, good. Uh, yeah.
4: 105. 105. 100 million less than the Cubs, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, 105
0: million. Cool. With your reserve and stuff, 128,
4: but still. Sure. Yeah. sure. But it's 100 million less. Right. Twitter wow.
2: poll. Thank you, Fred. The Cubs, here's the setup for the Twitter poll: uh, multiple choice. The Cubs, basically, I'm saying are as good as they were in 2016, but the Cardinals and the Brewers have gotten much better. A, I agree. B, you say, hmm, let me think about it, or C, you disagree. This goes back Jesse, remember Reverend Watkins, 1992? The Cubs don't have to get better. The other teams just have to get a little bit worse. That's when the Cubs were a perennial last place. The Cubs don't have to get better. The other teams just have to get worse. Well, this is the flip-flop. This is the apple of Reverend Watkins. The Cubs basically are still as good as in 2016, basically. But the Cardinals and the Brewers have gotten much better. Eric... What do Cub fans vote on this, please? Would
3: 10% of the vote um, be hmm? 11% of the voters agree. And then 78% of the voters disagree. All right, so I've been shot down.
2: Jesse, shoot me down.
4: Yes. No, no. Actually, Murphy you're on to something more than I think people give you credit for. And and, they're, and, it's, and it, they are responding emotionally to that. They are responding emotionally. I think a good baseball fan will understand. What did I just say? The National League has brought up its bottom, and it's gotten better at the top. There's no doubt. Look at the Reds. I mean, the Reds are, 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 are you know, okay, they beat the Cubs, but they are, a, I mean, uh, you know, they're in la- fourth place, but they are a better team than than most fourth-place teams in the American League, easily. I mean, let's, let's face it. I, I think you're on to something more than most, and Theo has talked about mm-hmm. that all year, but he said it in the in the – in the scope that that we need to match their intensity and their urgency, we know they're better, so we need to, to match it night in and night out. And they haven't been able to do that. I think it's closer to B, not necessarily A or C. I don't think it's okay. a, you know just because they're the, the yeah. rest of, the rest of the league All is better. Right. I mean, face it, the Cubs starting staff was historic in sixteen and 17, 15, 16, 17 and they haven't they, they haven't reached that. I mean, no. my my I expected late, they would I expected my late season would. shock my late season shock has been Hamels and Lester not rising to the occasion. Mm-hmm. It really has. I was shocked. I know age is going to catch up with everyone, but and I know a mid season swoon was in them, but I thought, and obviously he's not healthy now, Hamels, I thought both those guys would lead the way in September. Right. That has not happened. So let's
2: see Pekoda Rogers with us. No, I agree. Jesse, last quickie here, and uh, we could do this all day. We appreciate your valuable time. Thank you. Back up the truck. They're going to make some changes. Oh, you're going to hear that now for the next 4, 8, 12 weeks. Oh, they're going to make some changes. All right. This is probably a 15-minute, but we only have two minutes. You know radio, Jesse. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to back up the truck. Now, I'll just say you can't trade Contreras. Where are you going to get a catcher? Yes, he's got value. But what are you going to do? Have, have uh, LaCroix, Luke Croy? Uh, yeah, there? you
0: got Caratini. All Don't you right. have that good catcher in the minors? All right.
2: You got uh, Rizzo. You're not trading him. That's just me. Baez. My no. God, you're not trading him. And Kyle Hendricks, you're not trading him. Okay, zero value are guys like Hayward, contract-wise, Who's gonna who's gonna match your dog for our dog and, and they got a hundred million? I be you trade a hundred million for bad guys? You can't trade Hayward, you can't trade Kimbrell. Uh but now. roll. Well, they're gonna trade Bryant, all right. They're gonna trade Schwarber, all right. Al Moore. Now see, it takes two to tango. Now it's called a Tango because people don't know what the tango was. Anyway, Jesse, you gotta find a team that wants Bryant, that, that needs Bryant rather, not wants, needs Bryant, needs Schwarber, needs Elmora or wants him. Caratini, Fred, you got Hap, Bodie. I mean, who, who is the trade, who are they gonna trade here to, to back up the truck?
4: Well, to back up the truck, it has to be Bryant probably um, or mm-hmm. Bias. I, I wouldn't put it past Ooh. Bias if they feel there's a ceiling there and there's, wow. you know, yeah. I, I'm just saying, uh-huh. if you really want to change the culture, you have mm. to change the culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, this is my opinion. I don't know the answer. My opinion is they should go in a room, Jed and Theo for for uh, shut the door for two days mm-hmm. and come up with a game plan that that covers everything. In other words, you know, investigate training Bias, investigate training Bryant, investigate. Signing this guy, like, don't don't go in with just one plan. Go in with several and work your all butt right. off to come up with the best possible twenty-five okay. man team you can next year. So I don't have that answer because right. there's so many variables, all so right. many. But Bryant seems like the most likely trade candidate for obvious reasons.
2: EO Eleven's gone crazy, and time compels me to yeah. to, to uh, try to compress this. But Bryant, all right, he, he's got two years left. Right. So a team that needs him now is a team that has to wants to win now in the next 2 years right you're not you know you're not going to get a team that doesn't plan to win in the next 2 years doesn't want Bryant for their young guys
4: so, unless they sign him when they trade for him but yeah right, but,
2: right right yeah. right but so a team that wants to win now that needs Bryant for 2 years how much of their minor league talent and do the cubs want minor league talent for Bryant and then rebuild again I, it sounds so easy you got to find know. a team that then you feel better about your team. Now,
4: remember, you could also trade star for star for whatever reason. The the guy hmm. on the other team, Francisco All Lindor, right. whoever All does isn't happy, That's he go. wants to move on. All they right. want to change their culture. You can go star That's for star. Go. You could also trade uh, Bryant for a top pitching prospect. I don't know from the Astros All because right. the Astros have tons okay. of it, you know. You know, you find you find the match that works, but I agree with you. It's not. It, no. It's much easier right. said than done to get yeah. true value. Much easier said than done. Yeah.
2: Or they can have that uh, a two uh, two day closed door meeting. They they can have it in a Madden's post because you <laughs> can roll a bowling ball through there and you won't
4: hit anybody. It's going to be weird in a couple of weeks when they make this announcement, you know, and and uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just think he, about he, they it. have their they have their presser on the seventh floor of their offices, and then he has a presser in his restaurant, right? Yeah. Just think
0: about it. Five so, years ago, if you said, "Listen, you're going to win a World Series, go to the playoffs yeah. four years in a row, but you're going to miss a year," is it? You, take you that. have of expected you to, take that. right. I mean, but is this panic because everybody expected it to continue? Of course, you expect it to continue after
2: four years. He's the, it's not. He's the squanderer. That's <laughs> what Dale Epstein is.
8: This is Dale. Right. Right. You know Get, right. Get ready, Jesse. Get ready, Fred. Get ready, Eric. I hug them and. Here we go, they don't even know my I'm the squanderer. I'm the
2: squanderer. I Splander, Squander, Squander, squander. Oh. It's See you, Jess. See you next week, guys. I hope. Bye. Uh, adios, amigo. Have a nice time in Mexico.
0: Oh. Too, belie- too much believing in your own guys. Hey, at Fields, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Glenview, you will get a low price and a whole lot more. It's a perfect day to head on over there. They're mm-hmm. waiting for you. Just go on in. Tell them I sent you. At Fields, all of their advertised prices are real. They don't change them once you come into the dealership. You say, listen, I saw this Uh, advertising. They say, here it is right here. Right here for you. At Fields, they want to earn your business. They will never mislead you to get you to come in the door. Check out the Jeep Gladiator, an unbelievable monster vehicle. You may have seen some of the commercials on it. For it, uh, go
2: to Fields Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, in Glenview, or visit them at FieldsCJD.com. Gotta take a break. When we return, Fred's got some White Sox notebooks for you. We got a ton of new, fresh Bears talk. And if you're on hold right now to talk Cubs, three three two three seven seven six. Murph and Fred, ESPN one thousand.
7: Mike Murphy, Fred
5: Hubner, back together on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN
2: app. Eddie Olchek's checks the best man. Got a Eddie, if, if you know Eddie O, tell him. Murph's going to play a soundbite of you from earlier this week. Welcome back. Halfway home, three-hour sports talk show every Saturday night until noon. We're half. We're at the 50-yard line, Fred.
0: Yes, we are.
2: Uh-huh. A little longer than uh, Cordell Patterson's 46-yard run. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. That was pretty minutes. nice. Oh, yeah. Any of our earlier topics, guest-free now for a while. Dial quickly. We'll get you on, get you in, get you off. 3-3-2. Three, three, Seven seven six. First, they say go to Jack in Skokie. Hello,
9: Jackson. Oh, hello to you. Hey, hey Jack. Jack. Hello, Jack. Uh, I'm uh eighty five years old, <coughs> and I've been playing baseball since I was nine.
2: What was your war, uh, what was your what, what was your <laughs> war when you played?
9: <laughs> what was I war? <laughs> No. Well, I, anyhow, um, I played. Oh,
10: uh,
9: mm-hmm. uh, I played in the Dodger organization in 1954. Vero Beach. How about
2: that Vero Beach? Wasn't that beautiful?
9: <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, I've been
2: there. I've been there. It's the very nice. It,
9: the way it happened back then, mm-hmm. there was no there was no mere Vero Beach for us uh, youngsters. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, my point being. Mm-hmm is that uh, you're um, you're a great manager. Mm -hmm. Uh, He turns me off. Mm -hmm. He he blew that game last night. You have first and second. Nobody out. And the hat comes up. Did you ever hear of a bunt?
2: Sacrifice? Let me jump in, Jack. I love your angle. Let me just remind you one thing. Theo Epstein and the numbers guys nowadays, the metric guys, the analytic guys, they not only don't want bunting, sacrifice, I'm not saying right or wrong, I'm with you. They don't allow most no. of the time their manager to put on the sacrifice bunt. So, Jack, I'm saying you, you are very likely have the right thing that should have been done. Do you know if the manager is allowed to do it? That's my question to you.
9: Well, I never heard of that. No, 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 no.
2: I'm asking you, do you know for a fact that Theo is uh, allows the manager to put on the bunt? And you, the answer is you do not know, do you? Of
9: course not. Okay, go on. So, the man, so, they, Go on.
2: They bunt. No, bund. no, 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 they're not allowed and, to bunt.
9: Oh, you're not allowed to bunt. Then that's, So you lost the ball game. Okay. Okay. Now, even in high school Uh and in league league ball, I played with Sandy Koufax. Mm -hmm. I played with Joe Torre. Mm -hmm. I played with the Aspermani Brothers. I played with Joe Peppertone. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were always taught Mm -hmm. the right way
10: Mm
9: -hmm. to play the game. Well, here's the thing. Now, hold that thought,
0: Jack. The balls weren't juiced back then.
2: The right way then... They, they being the metric guys, analytic guys, the front office guys, they don't want to play that way anymore. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just telling it affects a life.
9: Well, well, I think it, I think this metric, whatever the heck it is, is uh, is just just unbelievably bad. There you go. Okay. Now we got to the yeah. bottom
2: line, Jack. That was Thanks, a Jack. great, great call, yeah, Jack. Thank you, my friend. Call again, all right. Sure. Okay, buddy. Thanks, Jack. Here's the
0: biggest problem. And, uh, you know, the numbers show, and everybody works by numbers nowadays, and all of the front offices are numbers guys, and they, they may have never picked up a ball in their life, but they do everything based on numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the numbers show that if you have a guy at first and nobody out, he, he, there's a better chance of him scoring than a guy at second base and one out. So you don't sacrifice money. Now, sacrificing a guy when you have first and second, And you sacrifice. I don't know what those numbers are. I know we can probably find them. But in a 2-1 game, getting one run
2: makes a lot of sense. And everything you said is 100% correct. What the number doesn't tell you is in that particular situation, it's Ian Happ. Is he able to even lay a bunt down?
0: Yeah, nobody does anymore. Nobody knows how.
2: Now maybe those numbers they go oh you know first and second nobody out you got a better chance of scoring than uh, second and third and one out over the, all the numbers yes say that what about the individual time you're down by one you gotta you gotta tie this game it's the biggest maybe you could say game of the year because if you tie it you picked yeah. up the game you lost on Thursday yeah. so the numbers are correct.
0: It's all situational because there you go. because when it's a 2-1 game uh-huh. or it's a, it's the ninth inning yeah. and you need that one run, it does you know help guides into a double play, you got a guy in two outs and a runner at third. What are the odds? Is there better chance of scoring with two outs and a runner at third mm-hmm. or with one out and runners at second and third? I would think one out and runners at second and third would make more sense.
2: But no. You'll score more runs first and second nobody out and second and third one out. That's what they no, but Each situation is different. No, no, but what I'm saying
0: is, if you you let the guy hit and he hits into a double play, now Mm -hmm. you've got two outs and a man on third. What are the odds of two outs and a runner at third Mm -hmm. compared to one out runners at second and third? Mm -hmm. You would think that just it makes more sense. He popped out to center. Okay. It makes more sense to have runners at second and third with one out than it is to have man on third with two outs. Well,
2: you would think, because... We're talking about the bottom of the seventh inning. Cubs are trailing 2-1. to 7-8-9 coming up. Hayward, he, he gets on with a blooper. Horner gets on with a blooper. They got back-to-back duck snort singles. So here in the nine hole, not pinch hitting. He'd already been in the game half. First and second, nobody out, down by one. Now if he lays, the, he pops out to center. If he does lay the bunt down successfully, now you got top of the order, you got Zobrist in the one hole for Rizzo and pinch hitting. He's going to be up second, third, uh, one, one out. out. And what does he do? He hits a fly ball to center field, which here would have been it's all different. It's independent. I know you can't do it, but he, he'll get the run in probably. Yeah, well, I mean, you... Jack's right. But yeah. they, but Jack, you're right, but they don't do it. Now.
0: I, th- I think I think the, the numbers guys have gone to the point now where it's you never do this. As opposed to you do it, you, we, we prefer you don't. Right. But in some situations, it makes more <laughs> sense. They don't do it that way,
2: and we don't know what they tell the manager in private. Never do well, they it. Tell him what the lineup should be. I'll we'll never do it. Yeah. And then Joe's. Well, you know what? They don't want me to bunt, and this guy half don't know how anyway. Did
0: you see earlier this week? Uh, they Joe said that uh, he's gone away from being able to tell people what the order is or the li- the line batting average or batting order is going to be for yeah. you know, a couple days in advance, right? Because of all the injuries, he well, can't tell guys.
2: That was, as they say, half baked and cockamamie from the beginning. Yeah. And that was Theo. And they buckled to the players who came in in the offseason review the day after. this. Oh, we want to know. To Everybody
0: talked a lot about mm. Rizzo coming and playing in that game and then hitting the home run. Mm. Did Rizzo not being able to run cost him that game as opposed to help them? Because on the, on the bunt, he couldn't get to the ball. Well,
2: not only He only that. also couldn't score. He was doubled off uh, first base in the first inning. He led off with a walk. Castellanos in the bottom of the first hit a liner to short. Caught and then he couldn't get back to first in time, partially maybe because, because of the, of the ankle. Mislay, yeah. yeah. Now, caller Jack from Skokie. I liked him. You know why? He was legit. He named guys the Aspermonte brothers. Right. He played with those. so he was a Dodger farmhand, probably Triple A. Now, Eddie O, right? Edzo.
0: Yes, you, should, you should have seen Eddie O, or uh, Ed, Eddie Olchek picketed
2: short. In twelve inch, when we come back, he's unbelievable. When we come back, I'm going to play. He probably could have played major league baseball. Oh, Eddie tremendous player, but he was better at hockey. You yeah. Know. So uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing: when we return, Jack and Skokie, if you're still listening, hang on. You're going to love what Eddie Olczyk said uh, the other day with the Caparo back in a flash. Murph and Fred, ESPN, one thousand. So we'll get back on the Bears. Yes. Now, we'll get back on the Bears beat in a moment or so. Murph and Fred, glad you're with us. And uh, Eddie O, you were mentioning Fred is a hell of a ball oh, player, yeah, right?
0: I, I played 12-inch uh, slow pitch with him. He can pick it at really? shortstop. Oh. Great speed on the bases. Mm-hmm. Just a nice whip to get with the ball. He hit the hell out of the ball. He was fun to watch. Just a, just a great all-around guy.
2: Walks in hits per inning pitch the whip.
0: Yeah. No. Oh. No. The the whip of the bat. <laughs> yeah. So. So
2: Eddie O, the beloved Eddie O, hockey expert, hockey guy. He knows a little bit about baseball. He he did what uh, we would call like a Murph moment. You know, it was a, a Eddie O uh, a moment. And
5: that was another no, no, no. Murph moment.
2: Here's an Eddie O. Uh, I, I would use the word rant, but that's got a negative connotation. He was on a roll. Okay. I, you know, Eleven uh, uh, edited this out, tightened it up a little bit. Uh, Cap was there and interacting, but mostly Eddie, you know, and it's self-explanatory, but he's saying, what the heck is going on? How come this is like our caller from Skokie? Jack, a few minutes right. ago, right? Yep. You know, manufacture some runs. Uh, or don't they do that anymore? Eddie says.
6: Do you think that the Cubs have that ability to play? I don't know. Is, is is the word or is the phrase "small ball" still relevant with this team? Like, do they have that ability to go ahead and you know move a guy over? You know, sacrifice yourself and then find a way to to to, to eke out a run, right? Like, I mean. But you don't do it all year. See that—that's what I would disagree with you with with saying. You know, I don't care how you do it. You know, manufacture runs or whatever. And again, maybe I'm reading into it. I I just took that as wow. You know, Cap's thinking that hey, they get a man on. uh, You know, they get a man on first with nobody out. I'm going to sacrifice somebody and then I'm going to go ahead and try to get him in from second base. That's the way that I took that. I don't know if you meant it that way, but I just thought if you don't play that way, I guess the question I'm asking you, Cap, do they have that ability after not really doing it? All year, right? Like, I mean, look at there's the times where a guy goes and he, you know, he purposely hits behind somebody or, you know, he gives himself up. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they, if it's in their DNA, let alone to even try, that they even have tried to do that.
2: Miss a little, miss a lot. Eddie Olchek uh, with the Cap Man, Uh, Cap Nine Till uh, Noon, Cap and Friends, Cap and Company. Cap and Company. Eddie O was a head coach in hockey, NHL. So he's looking at it from both a player perspective and a head coach or manager in baseball, same type, you know, perspective. And he he encapsulated, not cap, encapsulated everything right there. Can they even do it? Why don't they do it? Let me just say this. In the Cub game yesterday, the two runs, now this will tie in, the Cardinals... Got a two-run RBI single on the top of the sixth by Molina yep. Yadier Molina to- after
0: the bases were walked.
2: That's true, yep. and ter- and they went. And it turned out to be you know the game. Yeah, that's it. Now, but let's look at what Eddie was just saying. And Jack from Skokie, etc. Other than that, the
0: Cubs did a good job. The Cardinals were only one for eleven with runners scoring decision. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Mills was terrific. He yeah. comes in he was spots, really good. starts four and two thirds. And you know, bullpen was relatively good. They yeah. walked nine guys though, but nine pitchers. But right here, so it's the sixth inning. The Cubs are winning one to nothing. The top of the sixth, and here's what the, so the Cardinals are coming up three, four, five. Goldschmidt, Phelps walks him unintentionally on four pitches. Ozuna, he walks him uh, on four or five pitches. I'll tell you what, though the 3-2 pitch could have been a strike either way, but what, that's a whole different topic. So he walks the first two guys. So Joe says, let's bring in uh, Sheck. That's what he calls him now. I've heard of, oh, Sheck hit a day off. Okay, see sheck He walks the uh, fifth hitter, uh, Carpenter. So now the bases are loaded. This is where it gets interesting. Think about what we just heard. Bases loaded, nobody out, sixth inning, and Molina's up. You know what he does, Fred? Yeah. He rolls a ground ball. Infield's back, going for two. He knows if I can just get the ball past the pitcher yep. on the ground, weak grounder, it'll be a double play, six for three, or yeah. four, four. but we'll tie the game. He reaches out and hits like a 17 Hopper roller up the middle, seeing eye whatever clean hit yep. up the middle, two run score when all he was really trying to do was knock in the tying run by giving himself up even if it was a double play. Little things like that, that's how you win.
0: He had three of the Cardinals' four hits. That's right. Yeah, they only had one other hit the whole game. Cubs and hit. the Cubs still lose two to one.
2: Cubs yesterday. hitting to four double plays and uh, nine uh, walks uh, given up and it was a real uh, a back a breaker right there Uh, We'll get back to the phones and Bears talk. Yeah,
0: I got questions for you about the Bears defense. Maybe I'm missing something. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. And uh, last chance now. I'll be the only one here to ever criticize the Bears defense this year.
2: Go to our Twitter poll and uh, vote. We got some Bears, Cubs, and Sox. Twitter poll questions we'll get to next. Need your results, your votes. Vote at ESPN 1000. Some Bears talk here. Fred, had a quick question. Twelve men in the huddle. Yeah. Now, how, you're the you're a football guy in the room here. How does that happen? People
0: are players are stupid.
2: Okay, let's move on now. <laughs> Basically, oh, and
0: then Matt Nagy said every he came uh-huh. as close as he could to say yeah. Other than players are stupid, it's just one player going in, the other one coming out. It's it's like, you know where you're supposed to be. Stop yapping and get and concentrate on the damn game. And um, so much of that has to do with. You know, just not paying attention. And that's that's brutal. So and, and they'll blame a coach because that's what everybody likes to do. But I don't think it's the coach's fault.
2: So is it as simple like, okay, basketball, timeout. And I run in and I go, hey, Fred, you're out. I'm in. But did they basically do that, right? Well, they
0: pretty much know. They call the play. Uh-huh. And they'll call the play. I had asked Mike Davis, who actually is with Jay Hood coming up on uh, Tuesday night mm-hmm. out at Tom Kelly's out in New Lenox. I might go. It's right. It's in the yeah. neighborhood. Ah, uh, I know. I was planning on it, but I'll be here afterwards. Um, right. But I asked Mike Davis. I said, do you know what... You know the list of play. He goes no. After he goes, they tell us like a play before. Mm. We're doing. We're, you guys get ready. You're going out out there. And uh, so when he says, when a coach yells, mm. you got to be ready to go and get it done. And uh, too many guys in the field is just one of the most brutal penalties you can have.
2: Three three two three seven seven six. Bears lines are open. We'll get in a moment. Uh, Paul will be first in Lake Forest. Let's take a look at uh, last chance for you to vote, Murph and Fred uh, Twitter poll here. Uh, Number one, uh, Bears fans, Mitch and the offense. Well, if they don't play better versus Washington, would you, this is yes or no, would you start, I'm not advocating this, just asking, if things don't get better with Mitch and the offense versus Washington, would you start Chase Daniel, go to number four, I forget what number even was, in the following game, uh, week four. Yes or no? That's simple. Next, Bears fans, will Eddie Pinheiro, which is how you pronounce it, I believe, will Eddie Pinheiro be with the Bears all 16 games? Remember, we threw this out two weeks ago, Fred, and the numbers were pretty uh, interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see now. I think they'll be a little different. Will he be with the Bears all 16 games? Yes or no? Bears fans, by the way, you voted ESPN 1000. Bears fans, how worried about Mitch Trubisky are Pace and Nagy? All right, let me say that again slower. Not you, not the media, not everybody, the cow jumping over the moon, Every How worried are Pace and Nagy about Mitch Trubisky? A, a lot. They're worried a lot. B, Some, they're worried some. C, maybe just a little. Or D, none at all. Not at all. And Bears fans, our own J.D., Jeff Dickerson. And we have the sound we'll play a little later, Fred. J.D. says, I like this. Even with the Bears defense, you still cannot run a John Fox offense. I haven't heard John Fox (laughs) name in a long time. And expect... To win and win the Super Bowl. Agree? Hmm. Thinking about it. Or disagree? Fred's got some defensive thoughts. I got some uh, numbers here. More or less questions about the defense. All right, let's quick slide in. Uh, Paul from Lake Forest. Hey, Paul.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Great show again. Thank you. What's up, Paul? You know sports, you talk sports, no fluff. Feel free to use that. If Did you I want. tell you how my
2: I, I put my uh, credit card in the ATM the other day, and the ATM ate my credit card? And what a hassle that was! Do you want to hear about that, or talk football?
5: Here we go. I know you guys appreciate
0: Angle.
5: All okay, right? so like your angle. angle.
0: Oh, I thought you meant Adam Angle because he's starting to hit the ball for the White Sox. Ah, I like okay. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead.
5: Wow, what kept at two thirty? He's
0: got four homers in the last like month. It's uh, unbelievable. But anyway, go ahead.
5: What if the issue is it isn't that Trubisky is not Mahomes, but the issue really is that Nagy is not Reed. He the the coach at Green Bay put <laughs> mm-hmm. Nagy behind the woodshed after game well, during game one. Mm-hmm. That was a thorough <laughs> beat down by a rookie coach. I do and like your angle. You know, I
2: like your angle. Go ahead. I like your angle. Sorry. Go ahead.
5: No, and Fangio owned him last week. I think the guy's taking himself too seriously now. It's a small league with coaches that all know each other. They get together. They see what the guy's doing. I don't think Nagy's adjusted. I just think he takes himself too seriously, and... uh I don't think it's all Trubisky's fault. I'm not an apologist. No, no. But I don't think he's putting him in position to win. I mean, how good of a quarterback you got to be nowadays to throw a two-yard out to stacked
8: receiver?
2: Just let me clarify, right? Paul. Stay in the line, Fred's. Go- Just let me clarify. You're sort of giving me apples and oranges. Are you saying X's and O's, or you don't like that he feel like sort of like a Joe Madden? You sort of like high pro. Are you giving me two angles or one angle? Go ahead.
8: Ooh, I didn't think of it
5: that way. I think that he's taking himself too seriously and then refuses to adjust.
2: Hmm. Okay, no, I got you. I got you. Hey, phone again. Good one, thanks, Paul. Good, thanks, angle. Paul. I like your angle.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's the biggest thing, and it comes up every once in a while. Is is, is Mitchell Trubisky being given enough? In order to win, and I kind of alluded to this in the first hour we had Steve Silverman on. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of teams, you know, you you look at numbers and you see numbers such as how you know the percentage of throws going to certain receivers. I guess twenty-seven point eight percent of the throws go are going from Trubisky to Allen Robinson. Robinson, Well, most quarterbacks in the NFL have a favorite receiver and go to them a lot of the time. The problem that I think is that Mitchell Trubisky has three weapons in the backfield, counting Cordero Patterson. He's got two tight ends, or three of them now, because Shaheen and Brodicker caught balls last week, and he also threw one to Burton. Then he has like five, four receivers out there— I think it would be easier to focus on one running back, uh, a receiver, and you know something else and slow, small. You know, make the game plan a little bit smaller mm-hmm. instead of trying to show that you're a genius and you have all this diverse uh, offensive game plans. Um, and I kind of agree with Paul to the point that it could be to the point where the playbook, great, it's a great thing you have a big, huge playbook, but your goal is to win games. And it's just to put your quarterback in the best position to win. Are they doing that with Mitchell Trubisky? I don't know if they are.
2: Fred, uh, this is great. I touched on this last week, when, and we missed you uh-huh. last week. I'm, we're glad you're back. The uh, angle I took last week was, is, is Nagy's playbook too big? Now, that might have been a too general of a question. Right. But the way I was looking at it, in this was still after they were 0-1, you know, the loss in game one. And I said, could it be, you know, his, his playbook's now the size of the Chicago phone book. What's the phone book, Murph? as maybe it should be more the size of like, uh, you know, the LaGrange Park phone book, is the playbook too big? And and I was shot down by both experts uh, we had on as guests and poll questions, and no, 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 no. You distilled it down better, though. You you talked about the uh, 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 what do you call it? The plays for the week. Right. The uh, the, the phrase you just used. Uh, Not the playbook, but the game plan. The game plan. Game plan, plan, I'm sorry, yeah. So... I'm still with you on that, even though I was blown out of the water last year. No, no, no you can never have too many plays. Oh. Yeah, you can. I mean, you know, listen, uh, throwing if
0: throwing to Allen Robinson 27.8 percent of the time gets you nice yardage and a few, and and catches, mm-hmm. then throw to Allen Robinson more often. Get him open. Find ways to get him open. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about Anthony uh, or Antonio Brown, and I'm only going to say one thing when he when he was playing he would get open. And people knew they were going to throw him the ball, and they did. Find ways to get your guys open so that Mitch can throw to him. And don't tell me he overthrows everybody. He doesn't overthrow everybody. He did overthrow Gabriel. We'll disagree on the the pass to Cohen. Uh, I thought it was there. I thought Cohen could have had it. I thought the defender made a pretty nice play. But, you know, the ball's in your hands. You're a receiver. you got to hold on to the damn ball. And uh, we haven't seen enough of Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen doesn't get the ball nearly enough. Um so you know, I understand when, if you're trying. People all say, "Well, he's got to dumb it down for Mitch." I don't know if he has to dumb it down for Mitch. He's got to dumb it down so that he can get all of his guys involved, and not all of them. Not Broniker and Shaheen, and but you need Burton back. You got to go to Burton. You oh. got to get Cohen the ball. You got to get the ball more to um, Allen Robinson. You got to get the ball to Taylor or to uh, to Miller. Okay, he's got to get the ball. Uh, there's no reason he doesn't. Taylor Gabriel's got to get the ball. Um, those are your weapons. Uh, shrink it down a little bit. I don't um, know. It does. It, you've got David Montgomery who shows he can run the ball. Give him the ball. I
2: was surprised Steve Silverman said he hadn't seen enough wiggle yet or whatever. I, 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 think I don't my, think
0: I've seen enough either. Right. Uh, just because he hasn't ran it enough. Well,
2: no, that's true. But. Yeah. He shook a couple. Uh, and the Alan, one of the Allen Robinson, we found out midweek in the uh, press conference, Nagy, it was supposed, he was supposed to flatten the route, and he went a little too deep, and then there was traffic there, defensive traffic, and you see, and then it was real the quarterbacks easy. Quarterbacks get blamed
0: on this well, all bingo, the time. Bingo. I mean, when the running back doesn't cut the way he's supposed right. to, if he goes up instead of across, yeah. they blame the quarterback. What are you throwing the ball? Well, that's where the running wide receiver is supposed to run, and
2: that was a lot earlier this week. Oh yeah. Until we find out, and most head coaches won't say anything. And he did say, "Well, he was you know the phrase supposed to flatten the route." Yeah. No, I loved it. So so he, I loved what he said. He about four yards too deep, and then that, that, that's then there was traffic. Otherwise, he'd have been wide open. Yeah, uh, I I just think that yeah, make it make
0: it easy not only on Mitch mm-hmm. on the entire offense to succeed, and your offensive line. You know, Kyle Long coming out this week saying we're going to take it back to the basics. Well,
2: just just block and do your job, okay. Also, he's and it's a, you know it's such a lame old expression. Nagy's got to get guys like Cohen out in space. He's got to be able to get the ball to them where there's no one five yards in a you know radius around them where they can maneuver. Well, that, I don't know that Cohen's had any of those no, yet, and that's why
0: that's another point I brought up because uh, NFL Matchup Show, which is on ESPN at ridiculously silly hours, six in the morning and then like four in the morning tomorrow and stuff. It, it with with Matt Bowen, who's a Chicago guy, he's the best. He's really good, but it's on on Saturday. It's just showed it just should should be on Thursday or Friday. And Matt Bowen sends some of the stuff out there, and Greg Cosell and Matt Bowen were breaking down what the 49ers do in order to get their running backs and tight ends the ball and the way that they are deceiving to the defense is the way they line up and the way their running backs go one way and open up other guys.
2: That's something the bears are not doing right now. Let's go to the phones and talk some bears last chance to vote at ESPN 1000. Let's go up to crystal Lake. Hello, Joel. Hey, how are you
8: guys doing this morning? What's up, Joel? Great man. Thanks. Not much. A few points. Uh, I've got a few uh, things that, after listening to you uh, working this morning, uh, just want to kind of tap into that Nagy had one year of everybody not knowing who he is. And now, after a year of a little bit of statistics and everything else, they can kind of follow on what he's doing, as well as, while well, he's going into Green Bay, he's going against this guy who's had a year to watch him, all this stuff, study on him, that's his first game, that's going to be his first... Uh, statement of being a head coach at Green Bay with a great uh, great quarterback, and then you're going against second week against a coach that's been inside your inner circle knows who you are what you've done and well maybe I, I feel that Maggie has not really prepared for that he didn't really change enough he's you know it's, it's the old coach is saying you're never as good as you think you're never as bad as they say but you got to constantly evolve and move around especially when these kind of situations, Occur. I just believe it's a a very perfect storm that hit him and the Bears with some of the changes. And just want to throw that out and wonder what your thoughts are. Joe, hold that that
2: thought. Hang on, Fred. Joe, is this maybe why you're saying Cohen or we're saying He hasn't been open yet, where he's wide open, in open space. You know, give that guy, last year, they got him open all the time in the five-yard space, off to the flat or wherever, Fred, we were just talking about that. So, Joel, to to narrow down, zoom in on what you're saying, is that also part of this? He's unable, maybe, to get these guys open like he did last year. Is that sort of what you're also saying? Yeah, I think it's
8: also that, well, we're not going to let Cole beat us, so we're going to make Trubisky make the choice number two or three down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I think maybe they did rely too much on Colin. I mean, I'm just armchair quarterback, but uh, it just looks at all right, well, now here is his uh, what he's gone to, what he's done and this this was the whole golden apple, but now we take all that right. away. How good are
0: you afterwards? Gotcha. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah I think Nagy's got to make adjustments. You want to get the ball to Cohen. You still have to do it on opportunities, but you do have other guys. You want to make sure you they get the ball. Sure, but Cohen's a key factor. So is Alan Robinson. So is David Montgomery. You've got to concentrate on your the, your key guys on offense.
2: Go over to uh, Gary and, uh, hey, bourbonus. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. That's right.
11: I I just wanted to say that we definitely have a major cause for concern because everybody wants to talk about Trubisky and Mahomes in the same sentence, right? Well, I'm not taking anything away from Mahomes, but let's think about it objectively, okay? Allen Robinson is not Tyreek Hill. Trey Burton is not Kelsey. Nagy is not Reed. And we could just keep going on and on along Down the list. So if Mitch cannot find ways to progress and and pre snap read a defense and and just progress how these quarterbacks have in the NFL, it's a big major cause for concern. And then to roll on top of that, a lot of something that people seem to not talk about because all the Bears fans are terribly afraid of it is guess what? We mortgaged our future on Mitch. All those good picks we gave to San Fran and now to Oakland, if, if Trubisky can't pan out, we're, we're looking at a rough couple of years.
2: So, Gary, a rough real,
11: couple of years. Gary,
2: hang on, hang on real quick. And then, Fred, so are you saying that you don't believe Trubisky under any coaching regime uh, would, is going to be the right guy? Or do you think that Mitch has it in him, but these guys aren't bringing it out of him? Which are you saying? I'm a little. I'm with you, but what are you saying?
11: It's it's hard to tell because it's just we're we've gotten spoiled over the last couple of years seeing guys okay. like golf and Wentz and Mahomes and all these studs making these huge two and and second and third year leaps and it's not happening to Trubisky so we do need to be patient but it's like. All right, dude. It's like this is the NFL now. We got the defense to win. How we long? Got the cap space. All right.
2: Be patient. We are uh, back in the first hour. Uh, miss a little, miss a lot. Gary, we asked the fans, when can you make an educated evaluation of Mitch Trubisky? Right now, 28 games, end of the year, 42 games, or give them next year also, end of 2020, 58 games. Would you say you can do it now, end of the year, or end of next year?
11: End of next year. All right, gotcha. With what? With, with what? With, with what we gave up for him? You got to give him as much time as he can. Mm, but now that's different.
2: It, See, now you're basing it, it on what you gave up for him, as opposed to what might be best. But that's reality. That's reality. Right. I know, Gary. Good job. Thanks, buddy. I, I just
0: I want to make sure I get <clears> this in because yeah. we, we're talking about this stuff. And we're going to get into more baseball and the White Sox and all the other stuff. I hear everywhere. That the defense is great. And I went back and watched the Denver game. Did the defense stop the Denver Broncos in the second half? Hmm. I mean, it was the interception at the goal line. That Mm -hmm. was a great play because the ball was overthrown. Um, Because the ball was overthrown. Right. It was a great play. The ball was overthrown. It wouldn't
2: have been an opportunity to make a great play. Right. right, Right. Actually,
0: right. So Kyle Fuller, great interception (laughs) on a ball that was overthrown. Um, But Denver marched, the fourth quarter, Denver marched up and down the field. Floyd, who I love the way he's been doing, he couldn't hold on to an interception. Uh. And on third down, and Denver then converted on a fourth and ten. A fourth and ten. If I heard one more, well, you know, the defense was tired. You know the solution is to get off of the damn field. Stop the opposition. Now, what the Bears defense is doing a really good job of, because everyone says, well, they haven't given up a lot of points. They're doing a really good job of bend but don't break. Right, they're bending but don't break, and I get that's fine if that's what you want to do. But if you have a dominant defense, is that what you consider domination? Bend but don't break. They were compl- Joe Flacco was completing passes over the middle against this Bears defense all game long. Were they giving them those passes? I'm going I'm to be on tomorrow with um, Steve Michael McMichael. He's going to be here from ten to twelve, and I'm going to ask him because. I am going i haven't seen the defense is a great defense. They gave up almost 300 yards passing to Joe Flacco. A great defense doesn't do that.
2: Here's uh, Jeff Dickerson earlier this week, and he says, well, it's going to be tough for the Bears to win even with their – now this might tie into you, Fred. It's going to be tough for the Bears to win big, uh, even with their defense if it's con- – it's going to be a John Fox offense.
7: This is why everyone said it was of the utmost importance that the offense improve in 2019 because you can't always rely on Kyle Fuller making a goal line saving interception in a game you still almost ended up losing later on. Like like the turnovers are awesome and they happen, but you know, the offense has to pick up the slack here because you can't go I don't think. Now I could be wrong. I don't think you can go the whole season with this defense running the John Fox offense and win a Super Bowl. I don't think you can do it. If they're going to be a real championship contender, this offense has got to be better. They've got to score more points. There has to be a better threat on offense. That's my feeling. Others will disagree. But I don't think this defense alone is going to win the Bears a Super Bowl.
2: But Fred says the
0: defense has to tighten up also. I definitely think the defense has to tighten up. And I now I understand there's some great stuff. The def, the other teams know how good the Bears' defense is, okay? Khalil Mack leads the NFL in pressures this year with 15. You may not have seen them all because he's not getting some of the sacks. And they're not getting the turnovers as a result of that. But he's got 15 pressures that leads the NFL, okay? I understand they're a good defense, but they're not as good as everybody seems to be making them unless I'm missing something. And it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the most brilliant guy in the world. So I could be missing what everybody else is seeing. In but fact. When, it, when I saw Denver, Mark, Denver, first possession, marches down the field. Fourth quarter, marching down the field. I don't know. That wasn't a great defense, in my opinion.
2: Khalil Mack, we got some numbers here. You know, John Dewan and the guys over at SportsInfoSolutions.com. I got this yesterday from uh, our buddy Matt. Matt Manacharian. He's the uh, football guy over there. Yep. He's got some defensive stuff. Sort of backs you up a little bit here, Fred. First, he says, uh, no surprise here. The Bears' best pass rusher is uh, Khalil Mack. He leads the team. With four pass pass rush points, this is how they do it. Right, okay, right. four pass pass rush points. He's uh, uh, saved. He saved those points on seventy-seven rush snaps, and he has just one sack so far. But tied for here's the key: seventh in the NFL. With five QB hits through two games, a pass deflection. Uh, These numbers indicate we can expect the sacks to continue coming at a high rate. And here's something fresh. Roquan Smith has been the Bears' best, ready for this, pass defender so far this year. You didn't see that one coming, did you? No, he leads the Bears in tackles with 18. All right, best pass defender on 80 coverage plays, coverage snaps. He's been targeted seven times and is responsible for 8.4 coverage points saved. That's the way they do it. On those seven targets... Opponents have just 3.4 yards per attempt, what they call a 41% positive player rate. A lot of numbers there, but Roquan Smith, he's not just the run stuffer or the lateral left and right running down guys on sweeps. He's also the best pass defender right now, the way they look at it over at uh, Sports Info Solutions.
0: He's also played every snap, Wow! uh, every snap in Denver. He's been on the field for 145 of 146 defensive plays this year, and he leads the team in tackles with 18. I love Roquan Smith. He's amazing. What Roquan Smith is doing is great. Um, I just, uh, it surprised me that Denver was able to walk up and down the field in the first half. Uh, in the first possession, and then again in the fourth quarter, when they needed to score, they marched
2: down the field and scored. Remember our Twitter poll a few weeks ago? Fans voted yes, wrote Quan Smith faster than Brian Urlacher on the field. That was the results. Matt Buffalo Grove is next. Matt.
5: Hey guys, how's it going?
11: Hey, hey. Matt. Hey Matt. Hey, just a quick point. I think you were mentioning that the the Bears have been in, in bend and not break mode. Yeah. I think the only difference in last year is really they're missing the turnovers. I heard a stat that they've only given up five first downs on third down in two games combined. That's pretty amazing. I think the defense is doing well. they may be dismissing the turnovers, but uh, they're blitzing more this year. So, you know, yeah. I'll uh, hang up and listen. Thank you.
0: Yeah, they gave up the one on fourth down, which was kind of aggravating to me. Uh, they, you know, after after Floyd could not hold on to the interception. And it, it that got overlooked all week because the Bears won the game and Panero got the, the kick and everything else. But they, it was at fourth and ten mm. in the fourth quarter. Yep. And the Bears in Denver converted on a pass over the middle. And it's like, okay, a great defense doesn't allow that. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe you know, maybe my my term, you know, my understanding of great is different than everybody else's understanding of great.
2: Next time we have a an expert on, let's ask you this, Fred. And everybody, when we come back, which is more important, takeaways or giveaways? We all called turnovers, which is a right. stupid word because turnover means nothing. Giveaways and takeaways. Right now, it's one and one with the with the Bears there, so they're even. Yeah,
0: that's right. Hey, today is a perfect day. You're looking for a new car? Head on out to Fields Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Glenview. The guys are waiting for you. You'll get a low price and a whole lot more. The people at Fields they want to earn your business. They will never mislead you. And you say, "Well, listen, I, I don't necessarily want a Jeep. I want a Dodge. Or, I want a. Chry-. Well, you got. They got them all. It's called Fields Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Glenview. Guys are waiting for them. Tell you. Tell them that I sent you. Tell them, hey. I was I was listening to radio. Fred said, come on in. I'm here. Give me a deal. You can visit them also at fieldcjd.com.
2: Sox fans, vote now. Murph and Fred Twitter poll is this. If Tim Anderson wins the batting title, Jose Abreu wins the RBI title, it looks like Eloy's in line now for the rookie of the year, hopefully. Would it make you feel better about 2019 this season? Yes or no? Vote now, Murph and Fred, till noon, ESPN 1000. On the home stretch, Murph and Fred
0: and you oh oktoberfest beer coming up today oh buckle down <laughs> brewing uh noon whistle brewing berwin has an oktoberfest tonight with the ides of march playing jim peterick and company there's no one better oh my god in
2: price time at the arcada yeah jim peterick chicago music le- legend berwin right yeah. A cicero guy yep He's the best. If you ever get a chance, he doesn't go just...
0: Go to Berwyn's October Oktoberfest oh. tonight. I can't make it, but go on out there. you have a great time. And he doesn't just do
2: uh, Ides of March. Oh, and, no. uh, well, he's
0: got he Ides of March, Survivor. Survivor. He's been in like five different groups, but and he's got all these great songs. And he doesn't
2: just do them. He no. does all kind of things. Yeah, he's all great.
0: Th- yeah, later on tonight. You so.
2: The uh, White Album, uh, they're going to be doing at uh, Arcata in uh, December, I think it oh, is. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Like Mickey Dolan's is in it, Todd Rundgren's in it. You're Yeah, Todd. I saw it. I, uh, I saw that just yeah. right. I
0: didn't know what it was called. Yeah, But yeah, I, uh, Todd's coming to the arcade. That'll be fun. I just saw Todd yeah. recently over across the street
10: ah, cool. at the
0: Chicago Theater. But uh, yeah, heading to uh, Buckle Down Brewing for a beverage mm-hmm. on Oktoberfest. Today is day one of Oktoberfest. It only goes for two weeks. People don't, might, may not realize that. But it goes for two weeks, uh, even in Munich. Uh, Munich started today, ends on October 5th or 6th. Uh, the day the Bears were in London.
2: Mom is listening and she always says, why is it Oktoberfest when it's still September? Can you help out here, Fred? The whole thing is a—it's uh, <laughs> basically
0: a celebration of a wedding uh, between huh. the uh, prince and uh, they decided to have it for a long a long celebration, ah. so, uh, so yeah. So it's
2: September Fest, and it then starts, it's October Fest. Yeah, it starts right.
0: and carries. It starts in September, carries over into October. Why not? So yeah, and if you're, you know, if you've got enough October fest beer, you can carry it over to, <laughs> to November if you'd like. I'll try. I know that.
2: Lovely uh, Dana's uh, favorite two people of all time, other than you and me, uh-huh. uh huh, Todd Rundgren and the uh, Mickey Dolans. Oh, so, well, you're oh, going.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're going, because Todd, yeah, Todd's great. Mm-hmm. Todd does the same thing. He plays a lot of different groups mm-hmm. or different songs, and he's worked and produced a lot of different people.
2: Yeah. But back to the old sports I like it. You guys only talk sports. Yep. Here's Mitch Trubisky. Uh, earlier this week at the uh, Presser, as they like to call it, just a short little clip. Now, I found it maybe more interesting. Maybe I read something into it, but it's just a short one. He's talking about, you know, when he's, scrambling or sometimes it's a plan to scramble these days you never know for sure but scrambling and the wide receivers listen closely it's it's short
8: definitely want to see those explosive plays and i think me extending plays and getting out to the pocket can definitely open that and the guy's got to know that once i move uh i'm
0: looking to pass first i'm not looking to run so we got to do a better job on scrambling drill getting open
8: and just uh making the play
2: all right stop the tape now you know i'm not here to Cause no trouble. You're just, just here to do the Super, Super bowl, bowl shuffle. Super bowl shuffle, uh-huh. right? Did he at the and it's only ten seconds and play it again? Did he not say there at the very end, and the wide receivers also need to do a better job? He can put it on himself, I think, on the scram. Maybe i the Well, there's
0: two different before you play it, yeah. there's two different things you listen into it. Because uh, last year when he would tuck the ball and run a lot, right? They had to block. Okay. Now if he's not gonna do that, they gotta get open. So it looks like the Bears have told him to make a concerted effort to uh-huh. not run yeah. and try to find the guys, and maybe he's saying that they're not
2: quite getting open yet. Case in point, when he climbed the ladder on the uh, big 25-yard play near yep. the end, here he is again.
10: Definitely want to see those explosive plays, and I think me extending plays and getting out to the pocket
0: can definitely open that. And the guys got to know that once I move, uh, I'm looking to pass first. I'm not looking to run. So we got to do a better job on scrambling drill, getting open, and just uh,
2: making the play. We, yeah. we got to do a better job uh, getting open. So whatever that means.
0: But yeah. they, it's all right. I don't mind him saying that. No, I don't either. And he's right. They do have to go. You know, he's got to have some options. Once mm-hmm. they see that he's running and he's scrambling and the play
2: is broken down, they got to get open. Could I ask uh, you guys quick, uh, EO11, Fred? So the uh, Cordero Patterson run, the 46-yard run, uh-huh. was a I'll call it basic pitch. He was lined up as the tailback, number 84.
0: And he was far enough from Mitch that moves, the pitch worked. It was like the first play of the game, off the first the shoulder, play of the season. Shoulder pads. EO
2: right? uh-huh. uh, 11, uh, you were mentioning how fast, that, like that was real fast, right? Yeah, so that was by
3: NFL Next Gen stats, that was the fastest any player has ran on the field in the last two seasons. It was 22.9 miles an hour. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: That's, that's real good. See, that's the reason they got him. Don't don't expect him to catch many passes, because if he could catch passes, he would have been a wide receiver all the time.
2: Now, here's the point. And you're right. So, he was lined up, what, five, seven yards, what well, was shotgun, and behind him. Right. And then 18 went in motion to drag some people away. Yep. Uh, Gabriel. Which is what you're supposed to and do, And then yeah. they pitched, like you said, far enough back, and sort of like... Started like a sweep, then he cut back on some great kickoff. They did blocks. a great job. They right. did a
0: great job. I think it was Whitehair. Um yes, got out and, down, and, and did black very and well. And Leno downfield.
2: Yep. Right. But here's my question.
0: With no holding. Leno was having a <laughs> little problem there. Hands to the face, holding.
2: So multiple times this week I heard people say this the gimmick play, or they also called it the trick play that Cornell Patterson ran. Now Ooh, that's not a trick. It's play. not no. And, no. Did you raise your hand? Did you hear this uh, during the week? I'm not saying one person to call anybody out. Right. I heard it up and down everywhere. Yeah. Is that because 84 was lined up in the tailback? People thought it was trick?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a trick play.
2: Eric, would you call that
3: a trick gadget? Uh, no, because like you said, if he's wearing number 22, it just it oh, looks yeah. like a regular toss sweep. So yeah. like, since he's All got right. that 84 and he's considered a, quote, gadget player, they went with it. I
0: thought one of the best things this week was and at first I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, but Matt Nagy was basically making fun of himself because at the press, the press conference the other day, um, they asked him about handing the ball off and getting the ball to Cordero Patterson. He goes, no, he goes, so we're going to try. I go, I, he said, I, I guess you just don't want to try it on third and one. With him, the only guy in the backfield, referring to what oh, he called yeah. to referring to what he called in game one against the Packers, which everybody uh, pretty much to the man says that was one of the worst calls that Nag- Nagy has made since he's been here. Well, they always look bad
2: when it's negative two yards.
0: Yeah, and everybody <laughs> says, well, it doesn't matter. Everybody would have been stopped. That's not the point. You called for you called for a handoff to Cordero Patterson when you've got David Montgomery, a guy you brought in because he can break tackles, and you got a third and one, and you called one of them. Sillier place, I won't say dumb or stupid, now, one of the sillier
2: plays you'll ever call. Now, that play was blown up because a guy shot the gap to the left of right. uh, Daniels. The left of Daniels, yeah. Which then later I heard some, it might have been a, I don't know who it was. I don't think it was Nagy, but a Bears person say that Montgomery was supposed to pick that guy up. or the, huh.
0: There was nobody back. where was he? There was nobody else in the backfield.
2: Okay, well, then that, I'm wrong I guess the only someone, guy in the backfield. Someone said something about the play. Might have just been an excuse. I
0: don't know. But no. Let's bl- blame Kyle Long, because I'm blaming Kyle Long until <laughs> I see him make a nice block.
2: Let's go to uh, Murph and Fred Fan Focus Group Twitter poll. Let's get the results of some of these. Let's start with uh, Sox fans. You have voted. If Tim Anderson wins the batting title and Jose Abreu wins the RBI title and, of course, Eli looks like he's in the running there, could win the a Rookie of the Year uh, award. Would it, yes or no, would it make you feel as a Sox fan a little better about 2019? Uh, let's go to EO11. He's got the numbers there. EO11. Eric Ostrowski, what do the uh, Sox fans say? So pretty tight
3: voting uh, with 46% saying no, 54%
2: saying yes. I call that a statistical teeter-totter tie.
0: That surprises me a little bit because, you know, this year... You weren't going to win. You wanted to be better than you were last year. And guess what? They are uh, better than they were last year. And um, you're, you've seen production from a guy that was bad last year. You've seen production from two guys that were bad last year, in Giolito and in Moncada. You you called up Jimenez, and he's got 29 home runs and 75 RBIs. You've got Abreu leading the league in RBIs. I don't know how you could not feel better about it because of those guys. Um than if they weren't doing that.
2: You know, you look at some of the names. Sure, the record's not what any fan would want his team to be, but it's, they're going to win more games than last year. I don't right. know if that's damning with faint praise, as well basically, yeah. its used to yeah. say. But Mankata, uh Eloy, Dylan Cease, Tim Anderson, Giolito, and then you're looking down the road and you don't know, but uh, Robert Madrigal, Kopech, Kopech, you know. Uh, and well, and
0: also, and you also got Zach Collins, who now has come up and actually yeah. shows that he can hit. Now, is he going to be your catcher of the future? We'll have to wait and see. James McCann's been really struggling the second half since the All Star break. Hmm. Uh, I think he's hitting in the one something, one eighty nine or something like that, one ninety. Uh, but he's still having a career year. This is the best year he's ever had in the big leagues.
2: And does this winter bring a? Uh, it's not going to bring Gary Cole. Agent?
0: It's not going to bring Garrett Cole. It's not going to bring Anthony Rendon. Because
2: they don't want to come here? Or because the money won't be on the table? Or why do you say that? I'd say a combination of both. I agree with you, but why? Yeah,
0: I'd say a combination of both. I Mm. don't think Reinsdorf's going to pay. Because Garrett Cole's going to get more than any pitcher's probably ever gotten.
2: On that topic, for all... He just ended up struck out his 300th guy of the year. All teams, all sports. The window. You know how I hate that? Jeff Passan baseball expert here on Nia's he Pin 1000 a week or two ago. He talked about windows.
8: This idea
5: of, of windows has has clouded our minds a little bit when it comes to winning. I I just feel like if you have any chance to win, take the damn opportunity.
2: Think about that. Now, that's a good angle. I don't know if I agree with them all the way. Sometimes rebuilding is good and then the window's there. But We'll return in a moment. Could it be a crutch though for front offices? And well, you know what? The window's not here yet. The window's not here yet. Let's talk about that when we return. Okay. White Sox and Cubs both looking at the window. It's ESPN one thousand.
5: This idea of of windows has has clouded our minds a little bit when it comes to winning. I I just feel like if you have any chance to win, take the damn opportunity. It's not the same as wave, 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 wave. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. How many times
2: are we going to hear about the windows and the waves? Look through any window now. I get it, yeah. (laughs) All right.
4: Sitting
5: on top of the world.
2: Welcome back, Murph and Fred. Windows and waves. See uh, if, if when the
0: season's over, if yeah. the, if the Cubs decided to go on out and uh, give a lot of money to Garrett Cole, uh, you yeah. know
2: the window would still be open, wouldn't it? It would be. Yeah. So as opposed to slamming shut. <laughs> windows. Pearson's on an angle there. I don't. You know every. Situation obviously is unique, but he says, you know what? Uh, basically, to paraphrase, he goes, you know, Windows sort of, you know, hey, there's, you should, if you have a, ch- you should be always trying to win, unless of course it's a total rebuild in year one or two. But it, there's you nev- nothing's promised. It's made, no, nothing's promised, no. but it's, it's
0: been made dip, more difficult now because of um, not being able to make a move after the d- trade deadline. Yeah. So it's made, well. Right. I mean, it yes. hasn't. It I mean, hasn't. But you know what? I mean, as you I say right, that, But as I say that, yeah. it hasn't. It hasn't. Because look at how many guys were then were were able to be signed off of waivers. You know what I mean? Guys that were actually waived. And, uh, you know, the Cubs get Lucroi, and I don't know, can you can we say that Lucroi has helped them to anything this year? He's been there. He's been a guy that fills in, and it, he hasn't done a whole yeah. heck of a lot.
2: No, you're right on the surface. Yeah. Maybe it gave Joe maneuverability, where he could right. pinch it for the second catcher, knowing I can bring him in yeah. late in the game. But on surface... i am have to go
0: back and see if any of the guys that were picked up that, you know, uh, that had been uh, designated for assignment were picked up, have really made big, key differences mm-hmm. in their teams.
2: Yeah. And uh, Theo talked all about, back in November, the Day of Reckoning. So, of course, uh, the definition of that, the time when past mistakes or misdeeds must be punished or paid for. Uh, it's a time when the degree of one's success or failure will be revealed. We're going to have a Day of Reckoning, Theo said, but I don't know if he was talking about himself. But I kind of doubt it.
0: No no <laughs> well he has he has tried to say take some of the uh blame, but um you know if in fact, Joe Madden will be gone. A lot of people oh. will just say, "Well, he's he's the guy taking all the blame." Well, you know, and Jesse said it has said it no, numerous times. It's the old adage in baseball: you can't fire twenty five players; you got to fire the one guy, the manager. Or you can but, fire the guy that put the team together. You could, mm-hmm. you could. Yeah. But the, and the Cubs over the last couple of years have done a great job firing <laughs> the hitting coaches, and uh, they've done that pretty much every year for four years in a row. Yeah,
2: it's the oldest thing in business: punishment of the innocent. You know, pass the buck. And uh, don't pay attention to me. And uh, fire. He's a poly- Remember last week that we had a, a little poll. What's the best nickname uh, for a uh, Okay. And uh, politician. Uh, that was it. It beat out squanderer. Uh, it. Oh, yeah, be- there's
0: not a good song for for for, for
2: politician. <laughs> it beat out uh, genius. Uh huh. And it, it beat out ep fraud. So the the Cub fans voted. Well, he's a politician. In other words, you know what. Put the blame on somebody else. Real quick, EO11, one of our great uh, Twitter polls, I want to hope, was will the Cubs uh, regret letting go of Joe Madden? Very simple. It's a yes or no. The Cub fans have been voting for about four or five hours now. I want to hear this one. What is it, Eric? It doesn't get any closer than,
3: well, it can actually get closer. 51% saying yes. Wow. The Cubs will regret it. 49% saying no.
2: I can leave now. I'm happy. When I get that Twitter <laughs> poll near the teeter-totter, that's that's great. I want to don't thank... for, don't, okay. I was going to say,
0: don't forget we've got uh, yeah. Chicago's College Tailgate coming up. The guys are at the Scout, Hood, and Black, and Abdallah at 3 o'clock leading you up to uh, some some football action. It's a pretty big game, I hear, Georgia and Notre Dame.
2: I want to thank our guest Steve Silverman, football man, and Jesse Rogers, baseball man, Murph and Fritzian. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Happy October. See you later, everybody.